0: Why We Bleep is sponsored by Signal Sounds. If you're in the mood for a thing, a thing, I need a thing, but I don't know what to buy. And there's like 50,000 billion willy things I can buy. This is paralysis. And that is when you need a friendly voice. Signal Sounds are a stack full of friendly voices on the phone available for you to speak to, who understand all of the gear and can get it to you no matter where you are in the world, fast and affordably. They bridge the gap between trad synths and modular and studio recording gear. They've got tons of different stuff. And Jason and co, they do seriously know their onions. It's like a frigging vintage museum in there because he's just got all his studio in the shop. But somehow they managed to shoehorn an absolute metric hecton of stock. And actually, they've got loads of really interesting things. Stuff from brands like Bubble Sound, who make the micro LFO, which, oh, it's we'll called Muff Wiggler. Micro LFO is like a baby AFG. Everton Technologies, who make the RF Nomad. That's a shortwave radio that you can control with CV, don't worry about it. And then other brands Livestock Electronics, Ritual Electronics, Transient Modules, Kapow, Happy Nerding, Polyend, and Mannequins. I might phone them up and ask them if they can explain what all of the Mannequins modules are, because the Mannequins website's like Sixth Form poetry. But those modules are supposed to be the absolute beeswaxes, and they have them. And a load of other stuff. So they've just had a massive restock, and got a bunch of things in from Erica Sintz, Expert Sleepers, for never heard of them, Noise Engineering, System AC, who make the Jove, and Rossum Electro, and more. So much more. So if you want to buy some stuff from very cool, friendly people and maybe get some advice, call Signal Sounds. Their website is signalsounds.com. That URL again, signalsounds.com. Now, the show. Why? Hi. <laughs> Welcome. Um it's summer and that means not so much being inside making music, a lot more going out and listening to music, which has definitely been the theme of Julie for me. Um, Today on the podcast, though, um, I should preface that we have awesome and genuinely quite famous superstar man, Tom Furze, because Tom is the bassist and keyboardist man, synth dude from The Horrors. And I don't know if you know The Horrors, but they are a very, very good band. Sort of, how do you describe them? They're like, well, a shoegazy, psych, krautrocky sort of band. I think all of their albums are charted in the top 40, which is pretty damn good really fair play lads and tom like i'm sure all the band is just a really interesting dude um he's a modular person and sort of we cross paths through following each other on instagram and sharing messages dweebing about synths and and sort of sharing thoughts and whatnot and so i invited tom on and I was very glad to do that, actually, because he's a really cool guy, and we have a very good chat. And if you liked kind of Scanner last month, where we're sort of a bit of a free-form chat that's not so much about gear, well... This kind of is still like it's a really good free from chat, but there is quite a lot of gear talk. And in fact, I've got like in the links for this episode, there's like 40 or 50 different things in there, like tons of different stuff. Artists, music, bits of gear, producers, um, software, just other stuff. Think loads and loads and loads and loads and loads loads of stuff. So stick around. I, I think it's interesting. I hope it will be interesting to you. But yeah, festivals, July I've been to two festivals and I want to tell you about one of them and the other one. That's two. The first is free rotation, which is a pretty cool thing to go to because free rotation is Stevio's festival. Well, Stevio and Susie B and all of the people who organize it and that that is nuts and um, free rotation is like a it's like a house party it's weird it's like a festival that you can't just buy a ticket as in you have to be invited by someone who has been to free rotation and then you go into the lottery system to go it means there's a really small amount of people there i think it's only like 500 people and it's really tiny it's like a house party and yet you know the people they've got there are uh, an enormously high level, despite the the size of it, because it's a very prestigious place to be able to play. You know, so you've got like Surgeon and Blawan and people like this. You know, uh, Matthew Johnson and stuff. I believe that the artists are. I don't, they have to do this, but they are encouraged strongly to stay for the festival. And, you know, and I would, literally was in the queue for vegan food behind Matthew Johnson, and he's just hanging out. And, you know, Move D and Surgeon just sort of wandering around, sitting around actually being part of the festival. But it was sort of culminated in this amazing thing, uh, which was put on by Sebastian Mouliert, or I'm probably saying your surname wrong, uh, you know, of Minilog fame. And he was doing this Circle of Live thing, which is literally like five artists who all play together in a circle and um, I wasn't sure of the kind of, you know, rules behind this, but you know, there was Stevio and Matthew Johnson and Sebastian and, and a bunch of other people. And, people would take it in turns and come and just play and jam together in this big ring massive table and it lasted non-stop like five six hours you know from the sort of early evening to the very close of the festival and I basically hung out for as much of that as I possibly could right from the very beginning to the end and I believe there will be like a resident advisor film of that they were filming the whole thing and it sounded amazing really coherent like not what you would expect from five people like five bass lines all like competing. It was all very well organized. And I don't know if <doo-> M- 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 L- or, um was kind of, did he restrict what people were doing? Were there rules? I'm not sure. Um, but whatever he sort of had imposed, and he was there throughout the whole thing, it really worked. So it was very inspiring to kind of go to that place, hang out with everyone, but also just kind of see how successful improvised electronic music can be. And it really was. So yeah, free rotation pretty cool thank you stevio for letting me go um and then the other festival was this deer shed festival which was more my my party in the sense that i was there to to do what i've done before i've spoken about which is do demos of modular synths to kids which is absolutely amazing and i mean literally like you stand there with your modular synth, and a parent brings up their like six-year-old kid or a bit older maybe like seven or eight and goes, you know, and I'm like, would you like to make some techno? And the kid's like, yeah. And then you basically just start them off and, like, make a kick drum and then put in a bass line and then learn to squidge the cutoff and resonance and then add delay to it and then build that up and then add in some percussion with ring, uh, with, with grids and stuff. And just suddenly I, I loved it. It was like there was a moment in my l- little routine where, like, the parent would always like scrabble to get their phone start filming their kid because it are just listening to what the modular can do when you're steering it in that way. It's amazing. And like, it doesn't matter if you're a, you know, you're an eight year old or something, you completely and totally get the power of a buildup and a breakdown. And like the sound of squidging filters and the sound of a really murderous kick drum, those things don 't think need to bore if they learn they learn very quickly, um, so I loved it. It was just like so entertaining and I was doing it with Ben Divkid as well, who was there um, doing kind of like um, sound design well, you know he had like a sort of electro rig and he was using that like 16 n slider thing, which is like a diy project and had created like master controls with the sliders so that you know you could go up and just whip a fader and it would make a bit crusher happen in the case and stuff. Uh, I thought it was interesting actually. It did make me think it would be really nice to have kind of some, like a master fader bank that was hooked up to do a load of like macro controls where you could have it molted off to do loads of things. Um, but really fun. And then part of that, um, I was invited to play as well. Um, and so there is a video which I put up, which is My La and Melodies Live at Deer Shed, uh, where you can see my like half hour uh, modular set delivered at 10 past 11. On Saturday morning, uh, which is, I mean, no greater time, I think, to to listen to extremely loud eight oh eight kicks through a big big mega PA, Uh, and listen we did. Uh, So I enjoyed that. That was actually quite good. And yes, indeed, this modular whole thing. I've got a video which will be probably live-ish when this comes out of my modular synth in its latest state because I tore it to bits and I rebuilt it just before Deer Shed. So watch that. It's about modular synths which we all like and speaking of synths um i've moved now to tom um and yes tom is the he's the keyboardist synthist syntheticist from the horrors um and we had an enormous conversation uh, there was no kind of mega agenda um i think in my little like notes that i scrabbled i was like we should you know just talk about history how you got into music um, and then let that be the springboard. But I didn't really need to cover that. And I think he's probably talked about that elsewhere. I'm sure you can just find that from his Wikipedia page. Instead, we just kind of got talking about all kinds of stuff to do with making music, bits of gear, things that we find inspiring and interesting uh, and just generally nerded out. What should we talk about? Um, Making music on the go. He has to do that a lot because he's touring constantly. So trying to find moments to make music and how effective you can be in Snatch Moments. Music making apps. Uh, We talk about generative music. Nuggets from Eno. Uh, We talk about Raymond Scott. Love Raymond Scott. Ableton Live, our mutual love of that because um, despite the whole modular thing, that is literally what I'm recording this with now, and I really, really love that piece of software. Uh, An Electron Gear, patching modulars in Paul Etworth's church studio, uh, his favorite EQ, doing plus 12 dB boosts at 20 hertz with it, um, probabilistic randomization in music, our mutual hatred for motion smoothing on televisions, uh, James Holden's humanizer patch, and a need for MPE and the early Seaboard. Um, so that and more in this conversation with Tom Furs of the Horrors. Thanks.
1: You know, the thing about going to play festivals and stuff is, you have an awful lot of, you know, the the work, the actual gen, the actual work to time ratio, is ridiculous. So you, mean, you, really
0: you play for one. Because you play for one hour, <laughs> one hour? No. and
1: you've spent like two days traveling, or like, you know, it can be or, or more, um, or, or you know, whatever it is. So you, there is a lot of just like sitting around. Yeah you know, just like being on a plane and trying to do do something that sounds realistic and and finding sort of little tricks to make things sound realistic. Um, so yeah, I kind of like, there's a lot of that going on, but what I really look forward to is, um, is like good chunks of time, Mm. you know, where you can spend a day doing something and it's not right and that's fine. That's Mm. not like, you know, as part of a a journey, it's not a day wasted or, you know, it wasn't Oh, it was that one afternoon I had to do something and I did something bad and I'm not happy about that. you do you, I mean, you're
0: actually down. productive when you get those little, like, snatched like, hours to figure, out. do you, like, use apps and stuff? Yeah. And, like,
1: They're kind of like, oh, yeah, no, I'll totally get, like, like, obsessed. Instagram's my one. That's the app? That's, like, my kryptonite, yeah. I was thinking
0: of music-making apps, but okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, distraction no, apps, yeah, 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 Well, there are no time for well, these yeah, caps, distraction apps it's just, just Instagram. is, is, is the word. You're, um, you're a big proponent of stories, oh, I, I see, I, which yeah, yeah, like, I love, like, I, I, I... I no. do.
1: It's not. I know. I am like really aware that it's not a sort of healthy <laughs> thing to kind of be like we get all gets involved on, but then it's like oh, but it's work.
0: Um, oh, because it's self promotion. Yeah, but it's, it's also like brand building.
1: You know, it's like the absolute worst thing you can worst way to start your day is is to spend the first fifteen twenty minutes of it just scrolling through an endless the sea of photographs of people having
0: a wonderful time. Yeah. Um, or, or despite love. the fact that my, you know, my, like, say, say, my life is fine. Yeah, and also your photos look like you're having a wonderful time. It's oh, like a beach or Today's studio promotion. is like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. this is my life. I'm actually, you know, and I mean, this is not I just helping. I We're currently. It? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm perfectly normal. That's the thing. You, you, you know,
1: there's all these um, people talk about all the negative effects, and if you just kind of pause to actually just take stock and just be like, everything's everything's cool. fact <laughs> <It's actually nice. laughs> Everything's actually really nice. Yeah. Um, so, but as far as, uh, music making apps go, I, I quite like gadget. Yeah. I like cool, the core cool like one gadget is it, really good. I think it sounds really good and it's kind of, it's like Ableton enough that it, it, I kind of find it quite
0: easy to use. Mm. Um, but What think... sort of stuff do you write in it though? Is it like, do you write gadgety? Do you know what I mean is it is there is there is there a, a gangster. Well, well I say that because stuff? like obviously the interface has an influence. And like if I'm if I've got like the modular and what I'm doing is just jamming in weird, weird sounding stuff off the modular and then yeah. just it's taking like a bar out of that. Obviously, that's going to lead to a different type of music than when someone gives me like a piano roll so I can actually yeah, yeah, precisely yeah. draw everything in. I go, well, I'll make something that sounds like. And you do it with your of, fingers as yeah, well. Yeah, like you just. Which kind makes of it even. Be quite precise. Easier. I don't play in with the little thing. I've got like the iPhone 6, so it's reasonably large screen, but I will just. I still can't that, get my so head no, no, around no. the keyboard. The keyboard have, does my head in. Yeah, I have done that. where Because quant- the keyboard quantizes to a scale, yeah. doesn't it? So you can just sort of like yeah. squiggle it and make a little like. <laughs> that's right. I can never figure out what. No. It's supposed to be, or oh, not? Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. You know, like I've got, you know, I'm alright at playing a, key, a keyboard now, so I kind of like <laughs> it to look like a keyboard. <laughs> well, that's the thing; um, it's got all of those. Like, it doesn't
0: really look like a keyboard most of the time. It's um, got a hack, so it could, it's all to a scale, which is why. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I need that. yeah. No, I I, 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 like that one,
1: um, but it, it, and I don't think any of it's really. I don't think I, I don't really think any of it's actually sort of made it onto a track or mm. anything like that. It's like those pocket operators, um, you know, those teenage engineering. books. Yeah. you know they're just like fun as they are. Yeah, they're great. And I think I've done one track with one. I occasionally use a sound, you know, just happen to come across a sound, and like, that would be quite good on that mm. track. Um, but, but yeah. as far as like building patterns and then turning that into like proper, like, mu- like, well, proper music or not proper music like, like know, hey what, guys I've got a little beat here yeah, they, well they wouldn't care like yeah. where it came from as long as it yeah. sounded cool but like for some reason it's like that as a it just doesn't seem to carry across and it, and it's and it's you know it, for most parts it's the same with doing stuff on tour as well you know it's like come up with like you know you can come up with like two or three ideas a day but mm. unless uh you know, it, it, I think it is often to do with your environment as well and you you're not in a kind of like comfortable environment. You tend to be into some in some clinical uh hotel room somewhere mm-hmm. or in a noisy backstage area or in festivals like you might be stuck in a court in a porta cabin for a few hours and yeah. Um, and it's only when I kind of get back home and I'm like in my space there's something in your brain which kind of switches off or something you I don't know, know what it, it is all but craft. I mean
0: especially on something like a pocket operator you can't really make a song per se you can make like the one germ of a track
1: yeah you can right. kind of make a few patterns not, but like you're not,
0: you're not building it up into a massive arrangement which you could then give to the band to be like yeah like no no so you, like you, like you can't
1: you can't really do that on Ableton I'm trying to I mean, I've been using Ableton for like, like over a decade now mm. so like that's just an extension of myself. Yeah, I'm um, the same. But uh, yeah, I am getting. I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I'm away too much to not like. I've just got to. I've just got to make this work.
0: So you've got a laptop, <laughs> presumably. You can still, just, yeah, yeah, uh, it was, it was, just like an interface, yeah, and you can actually time. just print stuff. At.
1: Well, so. I have. Um, like I use um a lot of Electron stuff. Mm. Well, I I used to use a an track and a, analog keys, but I just use analog keys now. But that you can actually just you can take. you know, it's one USB cable. They're a great company. They're one of the best. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, in terms of just like actually been really innovative. Inhib- 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 yeah, Innovative. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, and nuts. that's, I mean, their sequence uh, you know, that kind of parameter looking thing is now, that's like industry standard hmm. almost now. You know, if you don't, you feel a new box or drum machine or whatever doesn't have like s- sequence civil parameters, then it, it's, it, no- it, it's a on it, it is not you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's totally it's, true. Um, So they've kind of really changed. Like, yeah, And when I found out about that, that was like, Wow, you can you can do that. You mm. know, and that, that's when you can kind of really get into sculpting. The,
0: I love the conditional triggers thing as well. That's, that's yeah, that again
1: was like. Just brilliant. That, that That's, um, then there's something I, I really, I really liked and it's something I've kind of tried to find more of, um, just find other ways of doing that. There's quite, there's, there's a few, there's a few ways of doing it. I'm going to give away a little.
0: am
1: <laughs> not really giving away a secret as much, but like I watched, um, Sort of more recent Eno uh, documentary. If I really want to, if I if I'm feeling slightly like I want to make music today, but I'm not quite, quite feeling the the he's buzz, I, I, I just watch a bit of Eno on YouTube, <laughs> and he usually says something really interesting. Or, I just like listening to him talk. Yeah, he's wonder, he's, he's, he's wonderful, uh, and and, I, and so if I, you know, there'll usually be something, and it. It, it, I find it inspiring, and you know, and that ins- that kind of gives me energy to go and do something. So. What are the you know gems gone? Well, well, this was, was a new one. This is a more recent one because um, a lot of them are quite old. Uh, and it was him talking through all the scripts that he's made in Logic to do a probability mm-hmm. and chance. And I thought that's really good. That's clever. And he was, you know, obviously the guy who was do- it was like for the one show or something. You know, not it wasn't for something particularly. They just on something like this,
0: so it's dumbed down basically. Yeah, yeah. the presenter was but like,
1: "You're a wizard," yeah, and course. I was like, "You're not a wizard. You're just using maths yeah. in, in music, you know." And and like we've already seen this in in some areas. And I was like, "I bet you can build that in Max. I should build it in Max." And I don't really know how to use Max. And I was like, "This would be a really good excuse for yeah. me to learn how I to do Max because it's just talk- yeah. It's just it's you know some of it's as easy as percentages. Some of it is just like you know." you've got a 40% chance of playing an F instead of a C or whatever, you know, you could just set up, you can set up all these rules and uh, so I was going to do it and then I just did a quick Google search and so it turns out someone else at Isotonic
0: hmm.
1: um, who make all Novations editors and, and stuff like that, they make loads of great Mac stuff but anyway, someone had seen that same YouTube video and just done it, had the exact same idea and just made it and was selling the plug sort of sweet for like 20 quid well,
0: sorry 20, 20, 25 20 quid or something quid. Like, like that, that. So, so what did it do what is the like what is the
1: technique it, it, it it's just a series of plugins that so yeah like I said there's a probability one just like you get on the you know on the electron. so you know 90% like of, of the notes the note will, will play on yeah. this mini loop um, and some of them you can set up alternative notes um, or just random notes you know you can um, it'll start throwing in there or you know, kind of like um, probabilistic sequence or, or LFO runs. So, like, you know, you can sort of put an envelope on a parameter and then put probability on that envelope actually occurring. occurring. Yeah. And so, it, you know, it, it, it's stuff like that. And it just can bring life to, you know, if you've got a, you can put the same note every quarter note. And it become an ever changing, ever evolving mm. thing, and I and I kind of so that I'm always looking for because I really like that interaction um, and you know between man uh, uh, and, this, mm. and the machines that we make music on. Because um, I, uh, you know, when the problem about one of the problems with electronic music is that you for a long time had to do absolutely everything. If you wanted something to happen, you had to tell it exactly what to do and and that's that's great a lot of people made a re- lot of really great music that way but um, the great thing about playing with other people is that they do stuff that you don't yeah. think of it, yeah. uh, and uh, you know and
0: that's kind of what you get a little bit more of and I've never really thought about it in that way that it's like analogous to playing in a band kind
1: forwards. of it's Basically. just like it's it's just like something else feeding you, know, you something mm. and, and to be honest with you it, it rarely forms the backbone of a track or, yeah, yeah. or give you like you know, it's the not 100 percent musical. Yeah, it's, it's not so, you know. So some of it's not always going to sound right, but but it'll do something mm. a lot of the time that is interesting. And, yeah. And when you find those interesting moments, you you know you can then kind of work off those. And the exact same things happen when you're playing in a room with people. Someone will just do something, and everyone's like, "That that That's was cool." Great. Yeah. Do Let, that. Do okay. that. Let's, let's let's do that. Yeah. Like, we'll do it every time. Or you know. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes I'll take all the probability stuff off. You know, once. Mm. An idea is kind of like oh it starts doing something interesting and you're like oh that bit was really good and then
0: that you know, makes I'll, I'll, just, I'll just make
1: it like that yeah um, so yeah as soon as Electron started introducing that stuff into their synths I was I was all for it and I'm really interested in the Eloquencer mm. which is just built it's a sequencer just built for that it does, yeah. Yeah,
0: I've never like when when I got a demo of that the man demoing it who's the guy who invented it didn't have any power on his stand so. He's like, I cannot show you. Where's he? Where, where's he? Where's he from? He's Greek. I he's think. He Greek. I believe okay. so, um, unless I've got—I've probably got that wrong. But <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, that was my Greek accent. Yeah, it's pretty great, right? but he was just like the poor dude had to just explain what it was, and I didn't fully understand what you can randomize or parameterize I, on I that think thing. It's why it's exciting. pretty
1: much anything. I think you can tell it. You, you can give it alternate notes. You can, you know, you can do, you know, the no will play or won't play. Um, and, I th- and you know, just those, even those two things are, are incredibly powerful if you mm. just sort of deploy them in, in the right way. And it's, um, you know, so that I was really interested in. And, and, um, and Marvels, mm. Marvels was a good one for that. And a lot of, so you're sort of kind of getting into like how you can introduce unpredictability and randomness into something that up to that point in my life had been very sterile, yeah, and it all always been about like ultimate control, ultimate like, and fu- ultimate finesse. Well, that's why so, you got into
0: you modular because you're like, I can determine every aspect of the sound that comes out. Kind
1: of, I think I got into modular because it looked cool. I'll be honest, I, 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 I think <laughs> it's that I, much I,
0: I think the initial cause for a great I think memory. I thought
1: you know, you know what the actual reason was, I, and and I and I kind of forgot about this till the other day. It was that that I was really into. The Radiothonet workshop mm. and Raymond Scott. Yeah, these, these are I was, I was before I kind of got into into techno or or, or like you know like, I like I like the craft work, but I think before all of that, um, before like I like dance music and kind of the wider world of electronic music, mm. I, I would hear strange sounds on old records and think that was really cool. Um. And then I yeah I found out about Raymond Scott and I. Saw all his you know all the kind of machines that he'd designed, and soothing sounds for baby and the uh, that yeah research, the one. It, no, Well the Manhattan that, Research that. was the one, but yeah, and yeah, that kind that of like yeah, really same. brought him back into the, into the spotlight of, of you know being a really innovative um, a sort of pioneering musician with like some really great ideas. But everything he had looked like a sequencer, mm. and so I, they, I think analog sequencers were like my first you know that was like the first step into having something that you're then matching into something into else.
0: Circular, the circular ones. That's the thing. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Tried, have you seen people try to build the circle sequencer with LEDs and lights? You know, it's like it's like nuts so it, it worked on it. the I principle that. that like there was a little rotating arm with a light sensor and then there's like sixteen lights. And depending on the brightness of the light, like a vacroll, yeah. you could determine how high the voltage was, yeah, or okay. how yeah. pitched the note was. You know? I, don't know no, if I haven't seen yet. That's, that's that. his like Raymond Scott circle. Sequence this was one of his. Was one of his one inventions. Then
1: he had a bongo, like an infinite bongo wow, machine, Sounds or an infinite bongo, bongo player. Brilliant. Who would constantly, you know, Brilliant. it was, it was, it was. So something, something like well, we, what we're talking about. You know, he just had something that would come up with. Oh, it would come up with rhythms. Yeah, like yeah. It was like wow. it's a, it's an independent thing. You know, I, that's I don't, true. you know, I don't Does
0: program it. Be, has anyone done any kind of studies of? The instruments i know there was his elect- well was it the electronium is the that right i think the, was that was his? i think
1: yeah yeah no uh, that was one of his things and i think mark mother's poor yeah he's like now. restored one
0: that's like, i don't know if he restored oh is it not i think
1: well we we had a weird time once when one of devo came to see us at, in la <laughs> and like our tour manager came down and was like one of devo's devo. here. he wants to come and say hello we're like
0: <laughs> let him show him this We're like,
1: oh, okay okay <laughs> And, and I can't remember which one it was, um but he had red hair. He didn't have a
0: little hat on. <laughs>
1: he didn't have a hat on, he had a sort of blue shark skin suit. And he looked he looked apart. He looked like he was uh, a dude. <laughs> I, I and I said, have you guys got Raymond Scott's electronium? And he kinda of looked at me like, That's Mark's.
0: Oh. You know
1: Mark doesn't let us touch that. <laughs> you know? <It> doesn't <laughs> Um, but obviously, Martin does a lot of soundtrack work, yeah. and, um, you know it's kind of like—I think he's a really cool guy. Yeah, um, he
0: does seem like an absolute dude, and yeah, and, and, yeah. yeah fair play to him for so acquiring. He, something yeah, so like he acquired. It. It. Whether well, uh, or not he can store it, uh, story. well,
1: I think it—I think it might just be too complex, yeah, I think it, um, and, and just and just really arcane, and and in one of those things, and probably a lot of
0: valves. Yeah, yeah. And like I know like this be even like trying to get five thousand valves or something stupid, you yeah. know.
1: Well, and I, you know, I. I i I went to like you know there's a guy in London who's called the organ Rep repair man, and uh, he wouldn't take my filico- my tube filicorder because yeah. he was like it's too dangerous what i and I, think, I I think he really what he, i really meant was like I can't be asked to go yeah. and change the two hundred tubes that are in your
0: mm-hmm. organ.
1: But he also was like, it is dangerous, you know, because you just, I,
0: I think it's you're, it, it's just
1: not, it's not integrated circuits, it's, you know, it's not even solid state, it's like...
0: There's a lot of meat, meaty amps just hanging yeah, out. Exactly. Parts yeah, I exactly, mean, you
1: thing. know, parts are hard to source, and, you know, to not honest, Mark was trying is probably just trying to get the idea out, <laughs> rather yeah. than like, battling with... What's now like seventy-year-old technology? Isn't it like a
0: Sonic creature like sample set of these things now? That might as well just. Come out and say they, well,
1: they should. They should do one. Is I it? would. I would buy it. Yeah. Um, they do an, the Nova chord. That's it. That's um, the Nova which chord. Is, yeah. 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 Which is um, a really interesting synth in itself. What is it? It's sort
0: of it's square wavy sounding. It's like, just quite. Tube,
1: tubes have this like kind of buzzy kind of raw sound. I think it's what people say organic a lot and I don't think that's mm. an unfair way of of putting it. But it's quite a quite an aggressive sound actually compared mm. to um you know, like just what you get out of a sort of solid state oscillator. Yeah.
0: Like a sweet high sound. It's like a fuzzy. It, yeah, it's
1: fuzzy. fuzzy Def, yes. Definitely is fuzzy. Um, I think a lot of harmonics. Um, but you know, I haven't had a huge amount of experience. I mean, my, my organ didn't work particularly well. Um, mm. But I knew from what it sounded like that, that you know it definitely had a sound that it sounded a little bit like an, an overcor. Yeah. I have. I bought that sample. Yeah, from yeah, the yeah of, I, I thought think, I need to it, when maybe. it came out. Um, but, uh, you know, it, sounded, it reminded me of that. It had a mm. you know, sort, of, sort of similar characteristic.
0: The uh, ultimate thing uh, that I wish they would sample is, have you heard of the, um, the great pipe organ, which was like, <laughs> was, it was, it's, it's so. in a cave complex in America called Luray Caverns, and it's literally an organ made out of, um, like, rubber mallets hitting stalagmites and stalactites. Oh, wow. And so, because when you strike them, they're hollow, I think, and then they, oh, really? they make a tone, yeah, basically. Okay. Like they resonate, you know, yeah. like anybody will resonate if it's, like, stri- Yeah. And basically, there's some guy who discovered that there were enough stalagmites and tights to cover an entire concert pitch in roughly the right pitch. Yeah. And so then built a keyboard, which was just connected <laughs> to, like, little solenoids, which would then strike them in the cave. And then, so you could play <laughs> the thing and... Of course, because it was in a cave, the sound like sounds like it's coming from all around you, yeah. and it's got the most like haunting. Have you been there? I've never it been there. I've just, you're but it's very, the, very descriptive. But that's only because basically, <laughs> when I first read about it, I was like, <gasps> like yeah. that's amazing. And and there was like a little honestly, it's really weird that there was. I remember this now because it had such a profound effect. But it was like a one minute recording of him playing some like like old folksy like I'll, I'll find it, and link it, but. I listened to that recording I literally got like A tear in my eye or oh, a, or wow. of a, You know It's like so beautiful And haunting and strange And But it is this You can also hear The dripping of the caves Yeah And then you're hearing weird. This spooky sine wave Sort of melody And it's, it resolves In this really pretty way It was like Fuck That's like That's amazing So he's
1: got a keyboard
0: yeah, it's like a real keyboard. Is it mechanical or is it just? I think, really like Well, I assume the keyboard like, is just like an organ thing, and then it, it's wired to little motors that will yeah, somewhere. Will, yeah. There'll be cables sneaking off into the case. Then they will just like a bonk and hit the thing. <laughs> um, but that was like you've got to record that, and you've got to do like an ambisonic recording of it in five point one yeah. or whatever. So it's like every note is is six channels of audio. <laughs> For yeah. Film film scores everywhere. Rejoicing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rejoice. um, um you have to take yeah, your drips out though. That's the slight problem.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd love to. Well, well, would you? I think it'd be part. Of, you know, I, I like those. Um, I think Sonic Couture and and who else? And uh, Spitfire. Yeah, yeah, those are kind of my two, nice my main, my main guys. I'm get
0: that They've got go those to. free libraries that have got. Like a was it a really sort of fuzzy upright or something? It was like an interesting upright. The well, Sonet Spitfire. A they're, Spitfire. They're some, like, uh, Spitfire. Spitfire. Started doing. Like Giveaway. They started sometimes. doing this thing
1: called Labs, which mm. is. Um, And you can thank me later. So that's a bit of fire for plugging this.
0: Could be with NFRs. (laughs) Plugging the
1: free. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Plugging those free things. It's marketing. Um, Marketing, darling.
1: But uh, basically, they. uh, they, No, it's a soft piano. It's like a sort of felt piano. Yeah. And it's really beautiful and quite unlike the other very bright pianos that um, tend to sort of come with um, doors. Mm. So I, and I'm a big fan of that, I much prefer that kind of like sati.
0: Soft, yeah. Soft piano. sounds
1: Um, than I do, you know, I I don't mind, you know, I have a sort of, I have a shallon upright, which is what they had in Abbey Road, um, which has got a great sound, but it's not that. It's bright. It's kind kind of like bright and, you know, everything's got like two or three strings per note. So it's got a sort of quite, not, not honky-ton, it, if you let it go out of tune enough, it'll get pretty honky tongue, but it's got quite a rich mm. sound, dense, um, whereas I actually think I prefer the kind of Yamaha, kind of purer, soft sound. You know, I like the practice pedal, but not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, I like those ones, and they've, and they've done a sort of string one, they've done a drum one um, that's all free, but their libraries are, are not cheap, but are exceptional. Like so, I didn't know you could actually sample. I didn't know you could get stuff that sample.
0: Well, the sounded that good. That sounded like that good. Yeah, yeah, oh, wow.
1: I, I didn't realize um, until I got it. Um, and I got it because I started scoring more film and yeah. stuff. I started doing more stuff to film and I needed, you know, And I, I guess at first I just thought I'll just be electronic. But, you know, then some people are like, oh, I want an orchestra. Right, right. And you're like, we well have you got like 10 grand <laughs> like no you get 300 pounds like, okay well I guess
0: I'll find a way of doing it and that was my way of doing it um, what is that actually like do you know about the arrangement of orchestras and like the orchestration process I'm starting to do learn do you need to
1: know that I'm to learn but my my partner is uh, she's classically trained or was in the orchestra at least mm. um, and you know I when we've First, uh, when we first got together, sort of six six years ago, now, um, and she's a violin player, and I had a track I think which I'd done a string arrangement on, and and she was like, you yeah. know, there's, there's nothing wrong, you know, you actually like done t- it really, you know, you've done a really good job. Oh, it's here.
0: good. All oh, right, No, no, no. She was, uh, no, no, she like, was like, yeah, you're, like, you're like, fine. So I
1: think it's sort of it is really a case of just listening, and and I do, I like the fact that I don't know all the rules because you know anyone who who will tell you mm. who knows all the rules will tell you it takes years to understand them especially mm. if you're kind of not willing to make stuff that sounds straight up so
0: do they yeah. are these like libraries are like automatically like articulated and stuff so you can kind of they will just sound realistic
1: I they've started to do some really interesting things with scripts um and i think they've just they've just put out a new library which responds which plays different things res- depending how much velocity you use, mm-hmm. and not just like, you know, not just the articulation is different, like, it will actually be different, right. um, and it's meant to sort of streamline your process, um, so you're not worrying too much about creating the big moment, because if you spack the keyboard hard enough, a big moment yeah, will yeah, happen, yeah. and if you play it softly enough... Do you then literally play those things turn. in,
0: or do you have to, like, massage the velocity? I haven't time? used
1: it yet, right, so right. I don't know, but the... You know, the big thing for me was one, I mean, I used Mellotrons for ages and my, my mm. big complaint was that it, you know, there were no articulations, it was just like a note for eight seconds, however long it is. With um, an actual Mellotron? Uh, the, the w-
0: both, both, I know, I, have I, haven't, got, I haven't got, played got an actual Mellotron, but, um, on one, but like.
1: um, they've got one at the church, yeah. which is uh, the studios I use a lot. They've got everything. Um, they have everything. Paul, 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 Paul's Paul obsessed has, with all the
0: things. <laughs> Paul
1: has everything. Um, I'll play that man. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It deserves absolutely everything. Um, he, he really has got
0: everything. He's got everything.
1: He. I mean, when we first started going in there, he had almost everything. And then I think that was in 2014. And now, you know, every time I go back, I'd be like, well, "What have you got in now? <laughs> and now when I go there, it's like actually... Isn't nothing downsized. because no, he's not downsized. He just he just can't. He just run out of things to of buy. Things to, you know, he's no got a CS eighty. Yeah. He's got a Jupiter eight. He's yeah. got a PS 3300 um, Oh yeah, oh, God. You I've know, seen and, that, yeah. and and every you know and, and you know you just you run out of thirty grand cents to yeah, buy. Yeah. And, and, them, and yeah, He's got DX one. You know, he's. It's just uh, he needs to get a
0: big mod though, That's
1: he's got. He's got he's a big. Wall, he's wheel. got a
0: big wall of modular.
1: Got, uh, but right. when I use my, uh, when I go there, I, I bring my my briefcase because um, mm. like that, I just can't be bothered to like learn how to use. A lot like of you use of, his uh, stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, most of it, and we did. We we had a lot of fun building big patches together, and we would kind of, you know, get the big wires these out. Really long cables, and he'd be like kind of coming underneath my arm as I was like trying to do something here and that was really great to kind of meet someone who 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 was competent in that world as well but it actually turns out he was kind of he he was like oh you actually know what you're doing
0: mm. yeah uh,
1: yeah uh, just like, he just actually
0: loves to play and uh, uh, explore yeah and he, he was like he was like I don't
1: know where I'm going yeah yeah but you do you know and he kind of really um he got really into that mm. as a kind of it was almost like a fallback thing when something wasn't happening in the studio he'd be like just get on the modular time and just do yeah, something, just come up with and, something. I, I, you probably got some idea and there usually was some concept that I think I kind of wish which track it was but I, I can't if it made it onto the record but I came in one day and I was like I had some idea for getting some like Euclidean sequences going and then sending some to a vocoder and you know, putting some chords in there so you kind of get some, you know, sort of nice but sort of living, you know, percussive chord progression. And he, he was just having his breakfast and he was like <laughs>
0: he
1: was like, Did you think of that on the way here? I was like, yeah, I was just thinking about on the bus. He's like, he's like I love you. He's <laughs> just go and not do it.
0: Go and, just do go, go
1: and do it while I'm having my breakfast. Or it was lunch or whatever it was. Um so, you know, we kind of like
0: yeah it's a, it's a beautiful place to work and um seem like i love you know. it. like so because i've not been i've been to his oldest studio where he had like a he had like a small sort of writing room and recording space but the church like i'm right in thinking it's basically like open plan in the main studio like, yeah, it, yeah the control room is not no, no, there's off. no there's no control room it's just in open the room. into the room how does that actually work like that seems amazing to me well funnily enough that is
1: school. actually how we've recorded since ever Right, um, and we occasionally would go when, when we we're even when Horace was recording our first album. Um, there was the pool, which uh, is in Elephant and Castle, uh, which was the same deal over we there with Ben Hillier, um, and that was just a big room with mm-hmm. loads of stuff in it and no control room, and it's great. You just, you know, there's no. You kind of, everyone's hanging out, and uh, it's very free. And if you want, that's when I first got into synthesizers because they had MS 20, like mm. seeing there, and thought like, that looks cool. And you know, started messing around with it. And obviously, that's a really kind of like interesting sounding synth, yeah. so it, immediately I just felt like I need to get one of these. And that was that was the start of that whole journey. But um, in terms of you know, a studio without a control room, I think it's really great, and it's um, you know, you don't get to listen as people are playing, so. You usually software. have to, you know,
0: there's always playbacks and stuff, but... Um, They've got, like, a good headphone monitoring thing in there, I Yeah, you right? can... I, got...
1: Uh, like... I'm actually not a fan... I, you know, I listen to... You know, if someone's doing a vocal take or something, you know, is doing a specific take, like, I'll listen to it, but uh, I'm not... I, I I actually don't... I think most headphones aren't really... You know, when most studios buy headphones, they buy... They have to buy 20 pairs of them, so mm. they, don't, they don't go for... ones. They they don't cost go good ones. for good ones. three 400 quid. Yeah, they yeah, go yeah. for, like... Yeah, you know, they don't go for the best ones. Um, you get the Alto ones. The, you get the best monitors, though. So, yeah, you know, I'd just be true. like, that's kind of cool. Let's just let's listen back to it really fucking loud. Um, but <laughs> that's, that's also been um, Paul Tray. is like, when he plays yeah. back, he plays back loud. I got Matt Wiggins, who. Um, yeah, he's a wonderful chap. But he makes, he makes the album, but he engineered it as well. And he had. Yeah, Ear it plugs, plugs in yeah. for most of the day because he's yeah. just like I can't sit here for eight nine hours a day
0: just like right in He, he does monitor loud, and I do. Uh, it's, he's not unique in that. I'm sure. Like oh, no, I, a lot I, of I, I do as well. Yeah, I always have. No, um, I,
1: mi- I try and mix quietly. Yeah, uh, because just of that proximity effect, doesn't you don't quite get the depth when everything's
0: really loud. But it lulls you, you into hit. a false sense of sort of power and yeah, exactly, boring.
1: exactly. You, 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 every, everything's up front. Yeah. whenever When everything's really loud, but when things are a bit quieter, you kind of have to watch that depth a little bit more. Um, but yeah, so, you know, when we had our own studio in the ch- in uh, Dalston, um, we had that for like four or five years or something like that. That was kind of based on that same principle of like big not having control a control room, room yeah. and just having a big room. And we kind of ended up taking on another room as well. So we had a, like a live room. And then a sort of storage and room, and I I had a sort of an area that was all sense and then just sort of you know, like throne,
0: throne zone. Yeah, I had my little I had my little zone, the and I tech
1: loved stand. I loved it, and I I lived around the corner as well, so I was just in there all the time. You know, like every like I was in there pretty much every day. Mm. Um, but it ended up, you know, if you're you know you're five people, you've been doing this for a long time, you know, you go and it was it was like we've got this, we're paying for this place, so we should just go there. So we ended up doing kind of working weeks there and it just lost any kind of positive mm. energy that was Do you realize
0: you were literally like nine to five? Like, like well, sort like, of, as it were, well, you know, not six. nine
1: to five, but <laughs> well, maybe, uh, yeah, ten, ten, but we'd, we'd be like 10 to eight yeah, yeah, or something, you know, so it was, it was never a short day. And, um, and there was just this like feeling that, oh, well, we're paying all this money for this space. So we've got to use it. And, um, as soon as we signed with Wolf Tone, and it was, and you know, they kind of, you know, it's was like you can use the studio whenever you want. Um,
0: it was like, their studio,
1: yeah, because right. Wolf Tone is, it, it's not, there's an, there's, there's an arrangement, it's not Wolf Tone doesn't own the church studios, Paul, that, that's Paul's thing, mm. and then you know, Wolf Tone's his label as well, mm. but you know, it's obviously, we, you know, with a lot of freedom, it's very casual, but technicalities of it are that you, you get know, to use that we, we get to use you no it longer there. need to yeah so property. we don't need to like be paying out for this um for the studio space which which you know to, to like i was the only one that got sent these emails but every time we paid rent they would put the sum total of all the rent we'd ever paid that's a really at the bottom of the bill yeah which after like five years you're like what the yeah. fuck were we thinking <laughs> you know? <laughs> like we should, we could have bought it somewhere, you yeah. know, and it would be worth, we would have made money on it.
0: Um you know, so But you've then it, got a schlep gear that. is the thing, like, or do you? Or do you just literally are you happy to use the stuff they've got there or do you What specific? the church? Yeah, like or do you need uh, your own rig for No, for I, I, mean?
1: I actually got really when we got rid of our studio, I got rid of a lot of stuff because up to that point we'd had this pretty exp- pretty big space to put whatever I wanted in there so you know if I wanted to buy a keyboard or an organ or or, or whatever it was Mm. there was somewhere to put it and then suddenly when I didn't have that I was like you know I've got all this stuff I'm only using about 10% of it and um, I got rid of loads of it so I went from being a kind of analog synth fetishist uh, to suddenly just realizing I only used about 2 or 3 things and uh, and that you know, especially with, you know, I think we go back to some, some, you know, company like Electron. You know, they, they're quite hard since to program and make them sound really good. They, they you can make them sound quite okay, <laughs> quite easily. But if you if you want them to sound really, really good, they're yeah. quite fiddly, just because the.
0: Some such of it, a broad range. Yeah, they're promoting. really fit,
1: they're, yeah, exactly. It's, it's not that, like a sh nine or something yeah, where you've got like it's that classic. You've just thing got
0: one strip of the Dung machines sound the best. Like yeah, mini mode doesn't do been, much, but it always sounds good. Like. They've been
1: tuned within a certain set of parameters, whereas something like Electron, you can you can go and space it. Back with it. Yeah, um, uh, but that, but also being. It, kind of being within that certain set of parameters and all since sometimes was a bit limited limiting like I had a Profit 5 which sounded amazing mm. it sounded great but like sometimes it just sounded too big yeah and it was like I kind of want a high pass filter on this thing but I haven't got a high pass not filter put today, away. and I can you put EQ it, on it. the, the
0: Roland's did yeah they, they, they see, some people actually.
1: some people some, be- you know, some people caught onto it you know that it was a, it was a good idea but um uh, you know at any rate you suddenly realise that these these kind of very comfortable machines have are limited in ways that aren't positive yeah yeah. You know, there's, there's, you know there's, of course there's people talk about positive limitations all the time but suddenly you're just like well hang on if I don't if I can't get that sound out of that synth and occasionally I might go to it because it can sound really big but I can kind of make anything sound really big mm-hmm. you know if you if you just try and and and, and, oh, yeah, right. and actually, yeah, or, De-tune it. yeah, it. you just got to find some way of doing it. So basically I just, I just realized that I had all this stuff and it, I needed to downsize and I did seriously downsize. And even having moved to Marque and set up my little studio there, you know, I still have a lot of stuff in bubble wrap and that's kind of a sign to me that like, if you still got that stuff in bubble wrap,
0: you probably don't need mm. it. Um, I, mean, so I, I totally recognize the flip side of just like. That, that like desire to just build a little nest—it's the nest-building aspect of of possessing studio gear that is so alluring. Yeah, it's the dream. Yeah, no, I have
1: like day. I still have dream. You know, I still totally fetishize and, and desire and cover stuff like I, I like. I'd really like some Neve preamps now. Yeah, because I've come to realize that what a so great doing. asset that is when you're when you're recording.
0: So get the like UAD
1: card or whatever you know
0: just <laughs> well i've
1: got the kush plugins you know the, which actually do a great job of mm-hmm. they, they do do that thing thing probably not as well
0: what is that thing like i i often will put the need 1073 on i've got like the uad apollo or the apollo, yeah but you know i do it because i know i should and, like, I, <laughs> yeah. I like you know i do like the eq and stuff but you know what i mean what is that what aspect what do you do do you drive it, them really hard or? i
1: not you don't even have to drive them really hard they just they think they, they seem to give the sound a presence and a fullness that it didn't have before. Right. That it it, it is kind of that simple. Thickener. Yeah. It's it's a transformer. It just does something nice to this. It's does something really good to sound. And I I was watching that sound city documentary the other day, um, which has a a good whole chunk on, on Neve and and the desk they had in there. And it does have, uh, Rupert Neve, uh, Mm -hmm. He was obviously quite an old man. He's days, super but he, old ways. He's, like he's, he's sort, sort of 90s, sitting there being yeah. like, if you just put the right combination of metals in the right configuration three, you get got a very sweet sound. I, I, and he's British as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So putting an American accent. He's wearing a, yeah. a, a, a kind of a bolo tie or whatever, yeah, you know, nice. kind of like lace, lace tie. So he, he's got the kind of look of what takes
0: us all back. like but, that Colonel um, Sanders or something.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but he... Um, you know,
1: he just, he's he obviously got onto a very good thing. Mm. Um, uh, so, you know, th- that's the kind of thing I like now. I'm like, you know, I can, I can do a lot with what I've got. How do I make it sound better? And that's pretty much, yeah. you know, that, that, that's the mission now is to just get things sounding better. Because, you know, I mean, James Holden, um, mm. I think he, I don't know if this is still the case, but he has one, like, he has like a Prophet 600.
0: And a and a lot of Max MSP patches. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's he's, <laughs> he's, he's so brilliant. Yeah, he's he, he really, really. Is. He's also a genius. Um, uh, and I use I use his humanizer yeah. patch a lot. um like, Have you tried that on a, with a drummer on a drummer? You know? No, I haven't. Like it, driven.
1: I, I, I like. we my drummer and I have talked about it so much, and I keep on telling him to get
0: triggers. Just, is it, it it listens to like piezo triggers or MIDI information. It's just MIDI. Yeah? I think yeah, you just,
1: just you just put a MIDI trigger on a on a few drums. I don't know how it
0: collates all the information. How does it know where to prioritize the kick or the snare? I
1: think you. I think you set the on the group humanizer. You set how much things are supposed to listen to other things. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, and so I, I I'm I, I'm fairly sure that's how it would work. But I don't know. I've never done it but it again was a way of making what I was doing more human and and more alive and and a little less you know I was really starting to recognize that like like a quantized grid was not a positive thing in my life or that I was much more into something that was clearly wasn't sort of metrically
0: perfect mm. the shuffle is quick right? the shuffle like, like, techno has taught me the, swing, part of the shuffle like, and show like like the, the difference
1: and, between swing and shuffle yeah. um and like what you know what the, the, the theory behind that is or, or listening to someone like jay dealer and like and that's not any that's not any that's not shuffle that's not swing that's not like even you know because like swing is so
0: that it's, shifting it's, every second note
1: it's yeah yeah so so uh, and uh, shifting it back and, um, so you, that's an, as a, that happens un, uniformly mm. across the pattern. Whereas like, especially Dillard, it's like, he, he wasn't doing that at all. He was just doing his thing, you know, uh, He's just shifting
0: it. every note by Well, centigrade. I think he was
1: just moving things around and, um, and playing a lot. But I think he definitely was moving things around. I don't, I don't, I don't believe for a second that everything was played in, um, FX, does type everything in yeah. and, and and spends a lot of time
0: massaging, massaging velocity, but, but also
1: massaging the groove yeah, and just you know. Yeah, yeah. And it you is. get into it, and I so I end up I switch off the grid all the time um, if I'm programming, and I'll. That's good way. And you of doing just it. sort of sit there with the mouse, and you just listen, and you kind of, you know, it's you're, you you you're trying to fake humanity, but like I'm not good, I'm not a good enough drummer to to, to play like that, uh, you know, and I'm kind of getting there. You know, mm. like on pads, just you know, just trying to get that that groove. But you know, essentially, you can do it, just by moving notes around, yeah. very, very, very small amounts. Um, and we had a we had Tom from a, a Chemical Brothers come down for a few sessions um, when we were recording the Last Horrors album. And I did ask him. I was like, "Why?" I was like, "Why do your beat sound so good?" <laughs> Like, what about, what about, well, you know, what, you know, are you, you know, what are you doing, what are you doing yeah. with your groove What's here? The, like, what, the and then he's like, well, the kicks and the snare should be in the right place. But, but then everything in between he's like, that's where you get your groove from. Mm. Um, and that was, that, that's a great technique. Um, and then also just like just going off piste, just turn off the grid completely. Mm. Um, don't even have a tempo. Like I've got a few tracks. Um, of my own where I just was like I'm just, I'm going t- to turn off the grid I don't want to know what the tempo is, I'm going to do everything by ear and to be honest it that's the stuff that I that I like, I go back to mm. more. it that, it has an essence to it that you just don't get at, uh, you know, when you're kind of just like tapping things into a grid so yeah I'm, I'm really into that. I think I saw like um, James Murphy talking about it as well and I Again, I don't 100% believe he does this all the time. I don't believe anyone. I think you know, like we're all just typing shit into of grids, course. definitely yeah. at some point or other. But he, you know, he made a very good point that you know, if your if your beat or whatever, if the basis of your track and not, you know, like electronic music often is you know, drums. If that's perfect, then anything that's not perfect that gets put on top of it is going to sound out of time. Mm. So if you, you know, if you turn off the grid and you make your beat imperfect then that actually gives a guitarist or you know someone who's playing a live instrument over that a lot more leeway to not be perfect as well yeah
0: um so yeah it's definitely true like in the modular world like with my live system i i have deliberately allowed myself to f- the what am i to say basically the kick i program the kick yeah. And it will be exactly where I tell it to be. Yeah. Everything else is fair game. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. as in like, I'm using grids and slipping things and giving it weird resets. So it shifts the like phase of what grids oh, okay. makes That's and stuff. But yeah, I realized because I was using grids channel one to make baselines. Yeah. It's technically, it's the libraries that are inside it are for kick drums. Yeah. Which innately will have a different pattern and beyond different downbeats. And I am feeding it a reset, but if you shift the reset by a quarter of a bar or half a bar, of course that then shifts the rhythm. And so you can sort of you can almost get it to do offbeat things. I wish I still had mine. It's good, like grids is great. (laughs) Like but but you're using channels two and three of grids to do like snares and hats. Yeah. So that you can just it does whatever it wants and then shifting and mixing chaos. I think but always keeping the kick drum the same (laughs) with swing or yeah. with shuffle, or what, or what have you, just Keep, keeping it,
1: it. It annoyed me that you, it, I might have got this wrong, but as far as I know, you could you could chaos and swing were on the same knob, and you got to try to survive the roar.
0: Yeah, I don't know. If it, that's the problem with grids, that, that is was, it doesn't, it that, does, that was my clock, annoying, does not accept shuffle or swing. That, right that so.
1: was my kind of
0: slight gripe with it, that
1: I, you Know, I wanted something that was because if it had all these, you know, the way it works, it, you know, you know how it works, but it's got this sort of magical library of wave table or wave, you table know, of or, patterns, or pattern yeah. table or whatever that it, it morphs between. But it's like if you've got all those, you kind of know where the spaces are, and you, you know, it kind of it, you can, yeah, so it was putting extra notes in, but I kind of wanted. Shuffle and extra yeah. notes. Uh, yeah, that's what it wasn't I giving me. Fair. So
0: um, that has been like trying Olivier. to get shuffle with that as well has been a bit <laughs> of a thing. We need to get gile on this. Um, but yeah, it's true. Like shuffle is so critical to like drum beats, especially live stuff. Yeah. Um, well, just live, like, just more, I, just for dancing stuff. I mean, like um, dance is so about the shuffle.
1: Yeah, I just I I, I listened to who was it as well? It was floating points. Mm. He he was chatting about this, but he was like. Uh, you know it was like I love an
0: 808 I love the sound of an 808 I hate the sequencer it is a dick I need to try to use the sequencer it's a horrible sequencer uh, uh, like, having played with the, the little baby toy one yeah. <laughs> and like actually because I had a thing where I was like I was using it in like live shows and I genuinely don't know how to do more than just program a 16 step beat on it uh, and just kind okay, of when yeah, it's in yeah, that yeah. state I, can, I know I can flip from A to B but yeah. I, I, don't, I couldn't tell you how I did change banks and I learned how it was done Yeah, I'm like what like, what? Yeah, the, then, they didn't,
1: they didn't volunteer to update the...
0: No, uh, they didn't give it a give kind of easy mode, but then I was like, it's, coo- it's cool, like, historically to know how that is done and see how, obviously it was like that because of the dumbness of the brains in 1981 that, you know, chips were not what they were like. Yeah, and yeah. microprocessors um, necessarily, and, or maybe it is, I don't know. But. I mean, the,
1: the 606, weirdly, has a slightly more user-friendly one where you can just hold down one pattern and just... You know, if you hold down the button and you press the rest, of the patterns. It will, you know, you can chain four patterns or something together, mm. um, which was a bit, that was a bit smarter. Um, but it, it was just like it's just rigid. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I, yeah, I, and no you shocking. kind of when you listen to, um, especially a lot of '90s electronic music, it is very rigid, and and that was kind of like what uh, I'm searching for the opposite now, yeah. like a sort of a freedom and. Just non-rigidity, you know, as long as, you know, and like, I don't care if it's some, you know, it might not sound like a, like a human, because, you know, mm. that's, that's a really hard thing to fake, but as I long as it's not, like, absolutely, perfect, you know, I'm uh, thinking
0: of like Raymond Scott now, and I'm thinking of the stuff off Manhattan Research, where it's like, there's a loop. Which is obviously rigid, yeah. But then there's, you can tell there's a bit that he's playing by hand, over yeah, the top of it yeah, and yeah, then yeah. just loosens the whole thing. But it's thing like it. In it, the feel.
1: it I, I feel that stuff's really organic, so does mm. and, yeah. and it lacks that kind of like computer rigidity. Yeah. I think, although you know, and even people claim that the SOA has some kind of. Uh, Sort of swing or shuffle of its own. Mm, I don't. It, it, no, it's I, just got I, I've timing. I've never witnessed. Insta- it has
0: got timing instability. Like, yeah. for Example, like on that tip if you don't top clock circadian tip-top circadian rhythms, though, right? Uh, as I, in, I don't know well, what happens if you clock it. Sync twenty-four. I, I, people will probably disagree with this, but like my understanding, like for example, that like circadian rhythms tip-top sequencer yeah. talks in the manual about if you sync this to sync twenty-four, you will have worse timing than if you use its own internal. Like Its own internal timing is absolutely razor sharp, and there's yeah. a really good um, if you go on in you have your inner clock, you make like yeah, it's like it yeah. makes make some like really nerdy, probably the kind of things the chemical brother use. Yeah,
1: I like, think they might <laughs> because
0: they've got like the most rigid timing <laughs> devices known to man, yeah. And then, and so, inner clock have a web page called the litmus test where it gives you they do like a timing test, and it's got loads of different things like from Volker's to. Uh, pocket operators oh, to really? like, um, oh, I interested long, to see that, and then it's got like oh, I Acton want the thing stuff. that scores the yeah, lowest, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's basically the 808s, the 808s are like quite a few milliseconds. Like, oh, oh really? I've done with my phone, oh, my phone's here, but but yeah, it's like that they are they are rubbish in terms of time, well, yeah, of course, they are like because they're sloppy. The resolution isn't that
1: high, you know, you still it's, it's still pretty, yeah. pretty high if you try typing in, I think, because the. Lindrum was 48.
0: I want to look it up. Pretty I think, the, th- it, I think the
1: Lindrum was 48 notes per quarter note, and so trying to make that on a MIDI on a piano roll was really really
0: difficult. Some like litmus test. <laughs> so like,
1: there's quite high. That is quite a high resolution for something to be keeping uh, timing to. But I think it's just got. You know, Now, yeah, you can get ridiculously tight. But then is that is that what we want?
0: No, I don't, I think and, and is so
1: definitely some people
0: do. Well, there but, is that. Is that school of thought of does it do exactly what I put into it? Yeah. Or is it is it going to be giving me something? I suppose it's only whether the thing it's giving you what it's giving you is valuable. Or... If it's detrimental, fair enough. But I feel like I just think I think real real true randomness is not musically. It doesn't imbue anything to the characteristic. Do you know what I mean? No, no. It, it, it's humanised randomness that's, that's pleasing. Yeah. It, like the looseness and the slow push-pull uh, of a drummer versus yeah. just actual noise. Yeah,
1: totally. And that, that was always a problem with um, things that just... You know, it's always got, a, it's got a, a knob that's random and it will chuck in random notes. And like, well, I don't really want random. Mm. Um, and if you've... You know, people have done... Because people... You know, there's the uh, numeric repetitor, and I've got the Zulaic repetitor. Yeah, and That works off a similar principle to grids of, you know, we've it's, given it loads of rhythms. Math. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: and it kind of knows rhythms. Um, but I would love a kind of musically helpful device, you know, or something yeah. like that. That was like we well, we've, we've put in. You know, a hundred rhythms or a thousand rhythms or something. We've analyzed them, and we know that if you kind of got this beat going, then that somehow we can it correlate info. that yeah. to uh, you know, like grids. But it listens
0: to what you're doing already.
1: Yeah, or you just yeah. like you've put your notes in, and I know that like putting a little ghost note in there is going to be musically mm. cool. Mm. Uh, and that, and that's kind of what I've been. So uh, I, guess, I and I feel I, that's something someone will just come up with that
0: already. It oh, you know? surely exists, or you could maybe wire that. Uh, I talked to someone about building one in Logic,
1: but it's kind of what it's kind of what the probability tricks in Electron do. You, you know, you're like, well, you okay, well, that
0: notes and just said, yeah, exactly, yeah.
1: exactly, and you just kind of like, well, I know that's musically useful, so I'll just write mm. that in there, but it. You know, often they just come in at the wrong
0: point. Yeah. The, the um, by the way, the jitter between steps is ninety nine samples on right a way. That's two point six milli two point naught six milliseconds. Okay, well jitter. that's the nine hundred nine f- is worse. Four point four six milliseconds. Jitter. Really? Yeah.
1: Okay, that's a, and that has MIDI as well.
0: The nine hundred nine. Are these?
1: Uh, is this when it's using its own internal sequencer? Yeah. yeah. That, but that happens they can, quite rarely these days. And I'm interested well, to know what happens when you well, start clocking
0: Well, yeah, it they says, got, they got that? Yeah, it does indeed. Sound. External sync, sourced in sync, audio out, jitter is eight samples. 0.17 milliseconds. Yeah. So there is, jit, you know, there is jitter. There is a little bit of jitter. And there's a lot on the 909. If you MIDI clock, sync it, it's 7.79 milliseconds. Really, that is quite but a then bit. Then if you think about what milliseconds corresponds to, I always like that statistic that... Am I right in thinking that three milliseconds is the time it takes for sound to travel one metre? I don't
1: actually know, that sounds...
0: The delay, basically the (laughs) delay between you and your monitor speakers, assuming they're a metre from your head, is about three milliseconds. Yeah. And that doesn't sound very... I can't hear that latency, do you know what I mean? Three
1: milliseconds is extremely marginal. Um, It feels like... And i found with... um, you know, with uh, James's uh, humanizer thing, that I'll, I'll go, you know, way up to delays of 10 seconds or, or 15 seconds, milliseconds. Yeah. Um, you know, it between or just like random delays, um, because that actually that actually sounds loose. Yeah. That starts to sound a little yeah, bit more A like, like bit more interesting. Um, I think so. I think Sam floating points. I think he just pro- I think he just plays everything.
0: Um, he's just actually got that talent of big able to go. I know what he I want is. To just make it. He's a brilliant big. player.
1: Yeah. Um, so he can actually do it. I'm not 100 percent sure, cause I've never, um, you know, seen him make music. He's got a lovely little studio um, in Shoreditch, mm. which he mm. was kind enough to invite
0: us down to after a bit of a night out. just <laughs> <Which is quite laughs> so go for like the jamming. Come, come home and jam, lads Well, no, no. He was like he was like just I think we were walking near
1: his studio or something so he was like do you want to come and see the studio uh, and he's and he, again He and he's great because he just he just gets all the nicest things he can get his hands on you know he's got like a, a SSL desk mm-hmm. he's got a book club he's got maybe a few other little modular th- things but I think he's mainly on the book club but like 2600,
0: you know, VSC3, uh, oh, nice. you know, he's just... The the the, the primo. Like, yeah, he's choices. just kind of like... The classy what one, you drink It's what you
1: buy when you become a successful you electronic <laughs> he's producer. Three. And, you know, because, you know, especially... Because he's, you know, he just... He can smash it in almost any environment. Mm. So, you know, he's a very in-demand DJ and he's a great producer. So, you know, and when you're a very in-demand DJ, you know, a weekend's work can can be a twenty six hundred in a VCS yeah, three if you're very sure. Very yeah, you know, yeah, so he, and and he's also really he's very he was very he was telling us how he'd sorted out the arrangement the rental agreement on his studio. <laughs> Which I won't go into, but, it's, but it. it's more like that's you handled that very well. <laughs> I think he just I think he just he lowballed the offer. Nice. Like so like he just to sort to, a, to a, a complete piss take him out and I think they've they took it.
0: Then they came up so that leaves a massive headroom for twenty six hundreds. Yeah, yeah, he's like just, that. uh,
1: he's, he's doing very well. Good um, So yeah, I, I, don't, I can't remember how we sort of wandered onto him. But, oh yeah, but just, he, his beats are just like, you know, very, you know, they've got wonderful kind of, and you know, again, it's not shuffle, it's not swing, It's it's, 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 it, it's got its own kind of like, you know, wonkiness to it yeah. um, that, yeah. You know, so again, the more I hear that stuff, the more I just feel like it's that's. I think that's totally the future of. That's where electronic music is going, and you can kind of already, you can see this already in the, in the you know the things that manufacturers are putting in their machines. Um, that I think that new that new Alturia drum machine has a the drum does, does it have a, like a little has a little random knob. Yeah, it? it
0: has. Like, and it's, I don't know. I've talked at length with the guys to, who developed that, and yeah. was like. I wish you would put it in a kind of gridsy based thing where yeah. it's like I want something that just when I turn the dial it almost just propagates yeah. like its own random rhythms into there but, but you can almost see them like they could come in in a different colour and you could sort of mix your rhythms with its rhythms yeah that would be great I'd love that and it's uh, you know you know the Mutable instrument stuff is open source. You know, there's nothing to stop a manufacturer from kind yeah, of from true. just it taking yeah, yeah. taking the libraries and popping three knobs and just gridsifying it. But yeah, I don't know. It's like, but but yet, yeah, when I tried the randomizer on that machine, it felt like it was doing stuff that was not not truly random. Yeah, and I haven't spoken to them about what, what if, random, there are, if there is what random is actually doing. And they said, you know, um, yeah. I, I would like more of that. So
1: we can, you yeah, know, that stuff's coming you out. You can
0: slip things off on, off on that machine. You can hold a note and you buy percent. I don't know if what it is. It's plus or minus fifty. Yeah. You can slip things off the grid. Yeah. yeah. So you so can the same with
1: the electron. You can do the microtiming. Do
0: sort of J Diller grooves on. The yeah,
1: push. yeah, yeah. You can do the microtiming on the electron yeah. stuff as well, which is like shifting it by the smallest. Increment or, yeah. That you could actually. It doesn't
0: have probability on the you can't say a probabilistic amount on a note which is well
1: Archeria yeah missing, I know I know no. <laughs> it's that, a trick that like.
0: party um, but it costs but a lot less than an electric. yeah that's, that's true unfortunately um,
1: but, I, but I think it's just I, I just think there's you know so it's like when you I don't know if you've ever seen a, a high frame rate film Yeah, it. absolutely hate, hate it, it as I,
0: anyone who's got it on their TV I'm sure you've turned it off on there.
1: yeah I, I, t- I, I turn it off on people's TV I'm like t- you do
0: you, do. I was like, you that person where they're like what are you even talking about like yeah, they're oh, like, oh I, here he goes I was like, like, do you know
1: think that everything on your TV looks like it's been sped up like a up. soap it looks like yeah a like soap. a bad TV film yeah. it's all been sped up slightly yeah. and they're like well now that you mention it yeah yeah I can't you know, they kind of, like, do you point it, it out? I've not
0: seen this. Like, can you not? I, I think like, it's just the a same. thing. You just, yeah. like, people just don't, don't, really p- p- don't really think about that stuff as much as some other people yes. <laughs> so I suppose As soon as you find it out, like, they're like, I can't unsee it now. So I pointed it out to my dad and he's like, no, don't worry you talking about. Just <laughs> yeah. don't mess with the TV. Just don't break it.
1: I, I mess with my dad's TV. yeah like, um, come on. But yeah, no, I, I did that. Anyway, so, so, you know, high frame rate is awful. Um, overly clean digital photography uh, mm. has its place, but yeah. is actually you but know, everyone people... likes vibe
0: and grit. Well,
1: yeah, exactly. And and um, you know, and and you know, if you see if uh, you know you go to the cinema and see something shot in film, you you know, you you, re- you kind of recognize that value now. And, and I think that like you know, it's great that we've reached a point where we kind of are getting close to perfection, but. We, it's not actually what we want. Um, it's not, it's not actually what humans are built for because, like, the world is a, is a bit noisy, mm-hmm. let's say. So, actually, you know, you'll know this from, from doing tracks. You know, the you, if you put a bit of ambience into a piece of electronic music, it can really give it a sense of life or a mm-hmm. sense of depth. Uh, and that is like all that is is like kind of communicating to your brain that this is like a more natural thing and Mm. and i think you you know like like you know if i i can't see very you know my my eyes aren't great they're not too bad but they're not great and you know everything's a little bit fuzzy and and that that is that is nature and i think that 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 that, that's what i think that's the appeal of unpredictable instruments is that they are a lot more reflective of real life and
0: I mean, we are you know, oh, I, mean,
1: I mean that's it I think that, and I mean, that's, that's that's my instinct about mm. it anyway so I think we'll start to see a lot more wrongness. you know like the, but, the, the slop knob on, uh, yeah. on Dave Smith yeah so that's and that sounds it's, amazing it's yeah and it's like how does how any this is kind of a similar thing with Prophet 5 it's like you know it actually doesn't it's I want. I want. Slapper, I want yeah. that like boards of Canada yeah, woozy yeah. tape machine thing like in my synth. And I don't want it to be on a, on a sine wave either. I want it to be like unpredictable and woozy and uh, you know. So again, like anything like that, I'm just.
0: I think we are, and we are really good at listening to. as well. And the way that we're really good at looking, like and, we, and
1: especially like
0: we, we respond to that. Those yeah. Details.
1: Yeah, and I think you know on uh I think for your normal consumer of music or film or whatever, you don't know why you enjoy it a little bit more, but you kind of do recognize that you enjoy it a little bit more um but you know for i think I think for musicians or you know people who kind of make music you know you you get really good at just like picking up that's a loop mm. uh, and and so like for me, that is that's boring. I mean, I remember. <laughs> I think now like. I think now I think it's a kind of stroke of genius. But at the time thinking that they'd really miss a trick that in um, get lucky that, you know, that song by that band Daft Punk you might have heard. Never
0: heard of it. Don't know. <laughs> they they just took
1: every part in that song. Is the same recording repeated multiple times, so the verses are the same. Is the choruses not, are the same. he's not
0: been played through. It's no, no, like it's not
1: been played same. through. They just found the best one, the best verse, and they were like, "Okay, well, that's the verse, and we'll have two of them, uh, and what we'll the choruses, and that's these are the best choruses." And they just, you know, like like Pharrell's really got a great voice on that track. You know, he's got he's got a beautiful singing voice, and I thought it was a shame that they hadn't, they kind of. Remove the, the human element from that somewhat, but actually, I I I kind of think that that there's a kind of brutal pop aesthetic to that, which is like, well,
0: that's what they pop, yeah. uh, it pop music, yeah. It doesn't need
1: to be, you know, if that's the best, that's the best one, then that's just I make it a few times. So, you know, I'm kind of conflicted about that a little bit, but I, you know, I, I love hearing a, you know, a, a great singer or a great a great player of anything, just you know, doing their thing. It's a, uh,
0: hmm. you know, it's a I mean,
1: allow thing. going give them allowing
0: like the platform to inject their own, dif- well, variance and difference and if you then homogenize it, you're, yeah. you're stripping them of some of that.
1: Yeah, I think but, so. I and yeah, it's just funny though. Like, you jump, I was recording with a band the other day and like, the drummer was obviously a really great drummer but I know I'm going to have to go through and like tighten up mm. what he was doing. Not yeah. because of what he was playing badly but just because like, it's a pop record and like, it, it will be more successful and sound better, unfortunately, if I dehumanise him a little bit. Oh, no. Despite the fact that he was a really good oh, player. No. Um, so this is, I, I guess, um, you know, that there's a sort of balance to be struck there somewhere.
0: Do you think, like, the, we're talking about, like, the fuzziness, like, boards of Canada rising things where it sounds like old tapes. Yeah. Do you reckon, I suddenly just had a thought, which is, like, do... Are the young the young people of today <laughs> yeah, yes. are they the ones will they feel because like if you're like of where of a certain age, like if you're over thirty, you still remember cassettes. Yeah. And like, but does an 18-year-old now know what a cassette is? And do they have is our love of those kinds of sounds born out of nostalgia for our own childhood where we were familiar with that warm, fuzzy sound, VHS? You know, the the visual aesthetics of film and tape, videotapes and of cassettes, which the modern generation or like kids who have, that has, you know, they've just been born too late to experience that. Do they get the same feelings? Does it create a warm, fuzzy feeling? Is that innate to the sound or is it tied with our, our, our own nostalgic past?
1: I, I like to think that it, that it is innate just because it's a truer reflection of, you know, life Um, so it's not necessarily about like having the sound of a cassette or Mm. something. It's just about it not being perfect. And, um, and I think, yeah, I think a lot of like, you know, there's so much wonderful music being made at the moment. Um, And, you know, those, they kind of understand the, uh, I think they, I think, you know, all it's got to take is someone to be like, that sounds cool. Mm. How do you do that? Yeah. I was like we well, bounce it to cassette,
0: and they're like, oh, cool, okay. all right. We'll
1: bounce so get it to get on eBay, a cassette like plugin. buy a cassette player. Oh yeah, like or buy. There's a, a great one I got the other day called Door Cassette, and uh, it's been getting quite a lot of use because it just kind of does what it does that thing. Just it's great. But I have a, a, a Nakamichi tape deck that I I did um, an electron sort of sound pack thing for them that everything was bounced onto this mm, Nakamichi nah. cassette. Is
0: deck. it like a good one? Quite I think quite. they
1: cost like three grand yeah. uh, in 1980. <laughs> so nice. Something like
0: that. It's got so, vu meters.
1: Yeah, it has. Yeah. Um, it's
0: like it's like <laughs> really this. Want... It's, it's
1: a cassette player. It's like this big. It's Amazing. got two VU, vu meters. It's got like mic inputs. Um, it's a really you know. I think at the time they were billed as being as high quality as a as, as a quarter inch yeah. cassette yeah. or
0: a tape to a real real tape. So instead, but then does it give you any vibe? You know. Yeah, it, oh, it, right, I does.
1: mean you can. You can drive the mic pre's indefinitely. You know it hasn't been serviced in, <laughs> in God knows how long. Only one side, only one channel works properly. Nice. <laughs> or, or like each cha- the two channels have different sounds, so right. you can't nice. record stereo stuff. You kind of have to like. I started. That. You know, try try which one works, but um, it's got a vibe. Oh, it has, it has a vibe. So otherwise, I wouldn't have spent. Like a week recording stuff <laughs> to it, goddamn just like uh, you know. Um, but it made drums sound great. Um, it, it it did lovely things to synths, um, you know. But it, I think if you know, you're talking about you know some of the wooziest music is uh, is definitely being made by by kids uh, or young people who never have gone anywhere near it. Tate Deck mm. which I don't know if you know who Steve Lacey is he's a, No, that means he's,
0: well. A, well he's yeah. a
1: he's a very young producer who makes everything on his phone
0: amazing
1: and he did like he's got a track on the last Kendrick Lamar album that yeah, he I did on his phone. because and, of that fact yeah, yeah. yeah that one uh, and he's um, sort of part of the the internet which is a sort of collective and um, but yeah he has this like really woozy sound that is nothing to do with like cassettes or anything like that it's just like
0: the way you know it's he's, he's the
1: way he's playing he's like oh he's found a chorus plugin or chorus sound on the, his iphone that works well so he's like oh that's kind of cool and i uh, you know and i and, and also on a kind of like more bass level i think like you know there's a lot of weed been smoked yeah around the world at the moment and it's becoming very legal in a, in a lot of places just come back from an american tour and it was Absolutely splendid, <laughs> and uh, and I just uh, part of me just thinks like you know what the more that prevalence happens, of weed yeah is, the more and, and that does music. you know people who smoke weed make that music sounds yep. different to people who don't smoke weed yep. that, that yeah, is just that's just a very fair that is a fact, <laughs> yeah. and the um, most part the fact. I remember finding it very funny funny that um, Jeff Barrow from Portishead and Quakers um, who makes you know, head is fantastic yeah. and big is great but um, Quakers I don't know if you heard that it's no. a hip hop record that he made He just did loads of beats and like, I have a instrumental somewhere and I'm like how oh, do
0: you not how do you not smoke loads of weed. it like, just sounds it was just like
1: weed music uh, it, was just, it was just the best you know it's just some of the best hip hop um, I've ever heard and he just like he's like West Country just like, <laughs> likes
0: like, likes a like, yeah, cider and cider that give you woozy beats too yeah I whatever. guess
1: apparently, apparently so um so, yeah, I I, I I don't know if it's... I don't think it's all nostalgia. I think it's just like it's, like... it's like what I said earlier. We got to a point where we just got... We got so perfect. And you yeah, can record at, it like, 192K. Course. And, like, you can probably record at 64-bit now on something.
0: 128-bit, you know, all the bits.
1: I don't know. You can just, like... And, and whatever. And, you know, and that's great. But, Not you know, John Hopkins now yeah. still will only record at... Forty-four one sixteen bit bit.
0: Does he? Yeah, so,
1: he hates anything. It, it, as far as he, his ears are concerned, he hates the sound of twenty-four bit.
0: Um, I really. I do tried. It. I do not think I could tell you the difference between like on, in a blind no, taste test.
1: I, I'm not sure if I could, and I'm pretty sure Craig Craig Sylvie, who who mixed, uh, I think three of the five horrors albums, he was like he was like, "There's people have done tests. It's like sixteen bit is like." good enough that's like the most you can actually yeah. the human ear is actually capable of discerning a difference but and then everything beyond that whatever but you know I, I i don't really know um i did try just recording at 44 one sixteen bit for a while just to see if it you it know maybe there was something that came out of it that Maybe I enjoyed the sound of the music more. Um, it actually just turned out it was a lot less taxing on my computer.
0: <laughs> yeah. that was, oh, that to do that? Yeah, that it's was actually like... That, was, that was the best
1: bit. I just oh. had like... I, I, could, I could actually like... I could use more plugins than I usually <laughs> could because it was like
0: a lot easier on the CPU. Yeah, I think it's just like... The, I love that... I think I read it in Sound on Sound where it was like the phrase, but will it affect sales? Like, <laughs> over, does that... 2DB notch that you've you've been agonizing over for like the last three hours, will that make the difference between someone liking your song or not? It's like it can be applied across all, all aspects yeah. of, of equipment technique yeah, yeah. and, and I efficiency. think every
1: every point of the of the sort of recording experience uh, that same um not, not 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 quite that same attitude, but yeah. the attitude that like that it's not about all this technical stuff is great to know but it's actually not about that um, and, it, and it's like learning it then having to unlearn it and if you speak to like the best mixers or the best even there's so a Mandy Parnell who's an amazing mastering Mastery engineer it, yeah. she's an absolute genius I had a really was fortunate to I'd like spend to speak a to Mandy f- well, I, was, I was very fortunate she mastered that last album oh, so amazing. I was very fortunate to sort of spend the I thought it was going to be in there. You know, I was in a, there for two hours. Not a
0: clo- is it not a closed mastery You can actually go and sit with her and like.
1: Yeah, you, well, you can. I think we we did the. I think I wasn't quite happy with the the test pressing or something like that. So I went in and sat with her, um, and had a. It was like a sort of ten hour chat, and we had dinner together. Nice. And, and she lives in her, you know, her studio is in her house, um, and we were talking about. You know, sort of her process, and she was like, "I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not using like loads of limiters and EQs and compressors and stuff. Like, I'm. It's about like capturing the emotion of it, and like, does it make it sound better, or does it make it feel better? And and, and if it if it does, then that is a positive thing. But you know, you can if it doesn't make you feel, if it's not a, it's not if it's not a motive." you've ticked all the boxes, yeah. then it's not going to sell any records because yeah, it's, yeah. it's, like it's not going to do anything for anyone. You know, even There's a
0: good way of thinking about, to think about that process. Like, for, I'm trying to self-master stuff myself. It's, you know, I just got that API 2500 plug like the yeah. UA, UA one, and that makes me feel a lot better when I put things yeah. <laughs> <laughs> things, I have to say. It really does. I'm like, yeah, that like, undeniably yeah, it's more fun now. Yeah, 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 um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I have... Um, I don't have much outboard, but I have a, a, a kind of a Kush audio uh, mix bus chain with uh,
0: two compressors chained to each other. And then um, there's like the, the they EQ like after. Brown, that. those things, aren't they? Like, they've got like a weird. I like to think carkier, gold. Carkier, gold, camel, camel, gold camel. 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 The premium is Shit brown. <laughs> it's not shit brown. Uh, it doesn't sound like shit. They they sound like. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the,
1: the guy who. Um, Gregory something. I can't remember his last name, but he, let's call him Gregory Cush. Cause I think <laughs> like, cause he'd probably love to be called Gregory Kush. Um, he clearly smokes a lot of weed Man. from his, uh, his demonstration videos. And also if you listen to his <laughs> podcast occasionally, which I have, he's like, he's like cannabis and mixing records are completely inseparable. <laughs> things for me. Oh my
0: God. Uh, so, uh, just you know, but he, he's
1: really, you know, he's very good, and he's very, very good about listening to the sort of the, the subtleties of of compression and subtleties of sound, um, are just kind of what happens when you do these things. So yeah. like, you know, you, on the EQ I have, you can kind of, you know, you can turn it all the way up to 20k and you can basically just bust the the knob all the way up, or the gain knob on, on the, up that band, and it just... You know, sometimes effective. it's too much, but sometimes you just like that's just opened up. Everything I'm always up. afraid you of know? that. When
0: I, I'm quite, it's quite regular to turn mastering dials all the way to like the the east and west end yeah. <laughs> of the <this little> travel. <laughs> I'm like, is that okay? Like, I, I but they wouldn't put that in if there was never a, a situation where you weren't supposed to do that. Well, like, yeah, like, and on. you like that's coming down to that thing of like doing it by the numbers versus feel,
1: or doing it by like some sort of visual indication versus feel as well. And and I. I took I took the I took that chain down to uh, the church to program some drums for the horror records. I was like, we need big m- meaty drums, and to be honest with you, like this sort of combination of stuff is excellent. Giving you
0: huge meaty drums, so um, yeah, I did I, this uh, that. but I, I didn't. Did, I actually did think it was are huge huge meaty. Well done, well, thank well you. Well, done. Yeah. There, well,
1: there's some programmed <laughs> ones which were especially like. Yeah, we were saying... Follow me. Uh, drum, a uh, drummer and I was sitting in the, one of the writing rooms and and I was, like, programming stuff. And I was turning, for the first time in my life, turning the the low end all the way up. And mm-hmm. then you get sort of 12 dB of gain at, at 20 hertz or something like that. But it's not actually... What could possibly you, it, go it, wrong? It's basically just, like, there's not a lot of stuff down there. Whatever's down there just, yeah you know, gets lifted up. And I was like, is that okay? And he's... And, you know, Joe was like... It sounds great. Mm. You know, I was like, okay, I'm just not I'm not sure if you're meant to do that. And you kinda of always have to get past that thing of like, I'm not sure if you're meant to do that. And then Matt Wiggins, who I mentioned earlier, yeah. he uh also I think I think on my recommendation or, or at least definitely on when we were talking about it, he also bought a pair of cushions, the same ones I've got. Um and uses them the same way I do and uh or actually you know I used them a lot more sparingly than he used them. He went like, you know, the meters were just like in the red the whole time and like uh, the, you know, the gain reduction meter it's was like kind up, of just all like all the going away way down. And uh, I was like, is that cool? And he was like, he was like just checking the converters and being like, well, I was not clipping the converters. Yeah. So that was pretty so good. Like so so got- like, yeah, it cool. <laughs> and, and, that, and since then, I've always been a lot more like, you know, sort of carefree with that stuff. Um, I
0: think that's right. And even,
1: even driving st- the, the in, like, in to being like, well, actually, you know, if I, or say I've got a kick drum or a snare or, or something, like, you know, if the game uh, staging isn't, is, like, really over the top yeah. within that. Per, instrument. Yeah, you yeah, can see so you can see that, like, plugins. the EQ, the EQ is, is chucking out a really hot level it's not breaking up or anything it like, mm. actually still sounds really good there was a time when I would have gone through really meticulously and made sure everything was like below my understanding is they
0: changed the sort of headroom in live after version 9 oh so like really? between 8 and 9 because there was a lot of people saying oh you know it's got to Ableton sound sound all mushy and to and I think part of that is to do with using warping effects and stuff and like it it does Somewhat mush when you pull things yes, apart. The yes, but then yeah, a part yeah. of it was the summing engine, and apparently it did change uh, to the point where, like, you have got more headroom in version 9 onwards. It might have the versions wrong, but. There was so, also. I, I, I agree. Like, I've seen when I'm redlining something, I'm like, this sounds okay? Like, yeah. Oh, it, yeah, Does yeah. it sound like it's clipping digitally? It, it sometimes, yeah,
1: exactly. It sometimes sounds really right. good, and that ends up becoming an important part of the sound. And all you've got to do is turn it down at the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's great. Um, I did actually read an Ableton essay. They did a little essay about how to get your music out of Ableton sounding the same as it was when it was in Ableton. Oh
0: shit, that's scary. What, what do you do? The, the deal <laughs> is, and, I it, and,
1: I, and, I, and it's, it 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 kind of boggles the mind a little bit that they didn't just just stick this in the manual. But um, you know, they basically you just got to bounce the thirty-two bit. Right. And then you get exactly the same as you did.
0: Because it's obviously it's the dithering. There's no dithering. Right, right. And they, they, it they, they had
1: it. They went into it really in depth. And they were like, if, you, you know, if you're working at 44.1 and everything's recorded at 4, 44.1 and then you bounce your master at 48, there's going to be differences there. And so they're like, just try and make everything in your project the same sample rate and the same bit rate and then just... Because it's working at 32 bit or 64 bit.
0: Yeah, when it's actually just merrily yeah. going along. Yeah, when, it, when
1: in within its internal system. Um, a bit, It was only when you bounce things out, people would start complaining. Oh, it doesn't sound as good as it did before. Mm. And you've just got to do it at 32 bit. I've had to teach. I, had, I taught Matt that, and I taught. There's another engineer called uh, Marta. I feel really bad because I ne- never know how to pronounce her last name. Saviony. Sa- Sa- uh She and who's wonderful, but she did. Uh, she got in touch with me the other day, and she was like, "How do you do it again?" Because like crap. you know, like I'm working with the band, and
0: everything, and it just doesn't They're sound. And you
1: just lose. Mm. You just lose a bit of top end, or you lose a bit of something about the sound, which sucks because you've been working on it all day. But then long, do you have
0: and to like, use what do you then use to downsample? to twenty four? They recommend that you use dedicated. Like isotope, or, something like to dip or
1: dip I use something called Pro Audio Converter, which will just convert anything to anything. Um, uh, I'm not sure. You know, I haven't
0: done. Phas- Basically, I haven't done. The best thing is you, give it, stuff, ma- you know. give it to you give it to Manu Planell to do. <laughs> well, exactly, <laughs> I'll, I'll do. give it.
1: Or you know, like um, you know, it will get converted within the Pro Tools like. You know, when, yeah. when it gets when it the set, when, because good. I I tend like at some point what I do tends to go to Pro Tools for someone to do something with it,
0: yeah.
1: Um, unless it's something that I've done completely myself, so you know, I, I hope that the conversion algorithms they're using, uh, and Pro Tools oh, are good. You, know, shoes, you just don't know, but I know that, like at least I know now that I can trust what I do in Ableton cause I, you cool. know, it's such a brilliant program. We really, yeah. I love it. And I think it's, it's opened like the world of electronic music up to so many people. And it's now like, it's so ubiquitous mm. like it's everywhere. And it, it is everywhere with people are doing AV installations uh, or people, you know, people use it for, people just use it for lights sometimes now. Even, yeah. because like, it's really great mini sequence yeah. So it's,
0: have you gotten into, like, the keystrokes as well? If you get, you can get almost like, um, you can, I discovered, and I was sort of, I was doing it partly by feeling, you know, you click a MIDI note, and you can move up and down with the, the, yeah. the notes. Like, if you hold, like, Alt and stuff, and you, you, can, you can shift it left and right, and you can do velocity. And yeah, I, yeah, I started yeah, trying yeah. all the combos and realised <laughs> that they thought about this, and you really can, basically, copy note. You can sit with just the keyboard and copy a note, move it up, move it, position it, lengthen it. Oh, yeah, yeah, and shift yeah. shift it on. I it. don't think you could lengthen it. Just all from... I think That's you can. Great. I think can. I might have made that up now. But, <laughs> but, like, I was like, shit, you can really it, become, like, a little key warrior. On, uh, you know, like I, meant, like I mentioned earlier, it, it, it is
1: now an extension of myself. Yeah. Uh, and I, I can be in, incredibly inebriated <laughs> and still use it, like, totally. <laughs> I, wake, I wake up some mornings and, I, and I'll be
0: like, what? What's what's that? this one
1: like, key oh all no, right that's that's pretty cool i didn't really don't remember making that at all but um you know it sounds all right um so yeah i'm you know uh a huge fan uh so yeah i i think i, I think i found a lot of the keyboard tricks but if not like
0: you mm. know it's so easy to No, you're, so you're so doing brilliant. it already um, um i wanted to ask you one question yeah sorry yeah, which yeah, is yeah. that's fine <laughs> right. i like not asking questions but only about your live ed thing because oh, t- yeah, I remember we talked about that. Like, yeah, you
1: know, I, I hit you up to you be be like, like well, what uh, help me out <laughs> a little bit because you've
0: actually done this and they haven't. But like, what did you end up doing? I never asked you how it went. I, it,
1: it went. Re- I think it went really well. Uh, it was like your first solo. Was, yeah, module. it was. Um, uh, the promoter of the festival uh, is a chap called Hector, who's been bringing the horrors to Mexico for years and and he Love Mexico just to say that's like yeah very, yeah like, i mean mexico has been very very good to us and, yeah. and they you know it's like it we we got we go there more than anywhere else outside of the uk and, and, and you know we have got a huge fan base there and they're a wonderful crowd um and so like dedicated supportive yeah.
0: yeah
1: um like, but yeah he was yeah. like I, you know, and people had asked me, and I'd, I'd just kind of been like, well, I don't really know what I'm going to do. and But at this by this point, I'd kind of done a few improvisational things in group settings. And so I was kind of more confident about the fact that, like, I could just get up there and do this. And that, you know, and it wasn't like... It didn't have to be a huge deal. I just yeah. had to, like, prepare... Something.
0: Something, and... When you say prepare, what do you mean, like... Well, what this- I ended up doing was, like,
1: I... I was like, I didn't want to play any songs that existed already, or any bits of music that existed already, because um, that would probably involve no
0: problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's
1: the easy bit. <laughs> uh, so, but but you know, you, you know, in theory, it's you know, you kind of like, I guess you either learn it or you create some kind of backing track situation or something. Or I, mean, I didn't, I knew, I knew, I didn't want to do that, and and I, you know, my continuing enthusiasm for probability yeah. and, and kind of like a machine man dialogue yeah um, you know that that hadn't gone away at all that was kind of growing and growing so I was like well you know if I can make patterns that are interesting enough and evolving enough then I probably don't have to like set up like a whole series of patterns I can just like if I have one that's interesting enough that you couldn't let you can totally. listen to it and it was like yeah. half an hour so I didn't have. to oh, half yeah enough. that's
0: not that's not too bad
1: um, and I essentially set up a sort of like dub system like a dub setup where i just had lots of elements that i could bring in and out of or i could i could bring in and out and um
0: and and you know so i had was the brief like ambient or was it what was this i
1: i know i i was like i want i was like i'll start off ambient and slow and then i'd bring in beats and then i kind of went back to an ambient thing and then i just turned the tempo up and then it came in faster and i and that was it so they were basically just you know, two chunks of ambience and two chunks of the same patterns and elements being played, but at, at pretty much like half the speed. Mm. Um, so, you know, what when it was slow, it feels really spacey and like, you know, it's got lots of
0: room. And when it was fast,
1: it felt a bit more like a sort of like fun techno party.
0: Um, how did you like set it up to like what did you give yourself to do what did you not give yourself to is that um, kind of is I, that how much, yeah. you don't want to give yourself too much to do that's really the,
1: the the main thing I was doing was just like bringing elements in and out and sending them to effects um, you know so you know when I say dub I meant like you know it, 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 it was it was more or less a dub sort of mix situation except there wasn't a
0: mixer involved there was
1: well I did buy that a hex Performance mix. mixer, which is i just got absolutely, I've just got
0: it, and it has changed my life. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, um, I'm a bit Martin. jealous
1: of the of the one you've got the, with the EQs,
0: no, Oh no, but you've got, got yeah, it's, the, it's just the same thing, but it has. I've got the expander, so you oh. go there's a top section. It's the same. You've got the Defaco Hex Mix, Defaco, Defaco Hex Mix.
1: Yeah, I know. Oh no,
0: is it no, is it the Hex Inverter? Oh, you've got the hexes. Oh, sorry, like, sorry. Like Too many hexes. Oh, there's another, oh, there Sigma, another hex. Oh, sick yeah. You've got, the perform- you've got the big silver... Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant that you've got the, the bottom half. of. No. Because you can buy the Bifaco thing oh, in pieces can you? and you, get high- you can get the oh, bottom okay. half and you can get the EQ bit. Oh, I right. mean, EQ would have been great, because I think that's just like just, to, that it's just nice, just to take to a lot of rumble out on certain yeah. bits. Is kind of mean.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's a nice it's a nice thing to have, but you can you can live without. But um, what did I have going? I had like I had the analog written really the <laughs> electron thing, um, and then an opt track, um, and I kind of had like just drums on the rhythm and then like sample drums and then like a little bit of like other stuff on the uh, other track, track as well. Like some, some just like loops and, and things like that.
0: And um, what, so like jangly bells and stuff. Sort of yeah, nice yeah, like things, things thing that are and, are not like, necessarily tuned. But just like, but that no, there was, there, was like,
1: there was like a synth pad that I, that it kind of sounded like it was on a sign chain mm. that I would bring in occasionally mm. just cause it, you know, gave the whole thing a bit of a pumping mm. uh, sort of feel, and, and so sort of things like that. And then the the modular, I had, I had a baseline uh, sort of patch set up with um, an octone running or a, driving a, a braids mm. um, going through a Polaris filter, which was a very nice. Sort of self like,
0: compact
1: yeah. little thing, and because because the octone is only eight steps,
0: and oh, that's like your your circle sequence.
1: Yeah, I, but also you can. What's nice about the octone is you can kind of, yeah, you know, it's got a knob for the for the sequence length, so it's very easy to go mm. back to sort of three, three steps, steps or, yeah. or something that's a, that's not
0: phase, divided kind of phase. by four. Yeah, so yeah, you
1: yeah. know it, that that was cool. Um, and then I had like the Zularic repetitor chucking out. Loads of uh, triggers to low pass gates and mm. stuff. And then I had, I, I, what did I have going through the low pass gates? I had some kind of chord coming off something. I don't know, from the telharmonic. Mm. So I took the outputs of the telharmonic and put those through LPGs. Yeah. Uh, and so kind of had a rhythmic thing, element going on to it. Um, and then there was just the effects. And just so uh, oh, and and there was a there was a kind of I had the marbles driving, um, Platts, and uh, Renee, mm. and oh, well. it, it kind of had the Renee in some sort of snake mode, just doing its thing. So there was this beautiful kind of like quite stringy sound. Oh, maybe that was. No, no, I was driving um, rings. Yeah. I was driving rings, which, is, uh, which obviously has that lovely
0: polyphonic. So, you like, know, yeah. it's kind so it of... Hard to tune, though. Like, I always struggle with tuning complete it. Complete
1: pain in the ass to Yeah, I don't know um, like how you... I, I think I did it more or less by ear. Yeah. yeah. And it was great. You could cue on the um yeah. on the
0: Hexmix, you could do that so on the Lufakas, which is... I literally like, cue, comma, four rings. That is basically,
1: like... The, that's the difference between able being, being able to I think really craft a moment in an mm. impro- in sort of improv situation with a modular system because like if you're doing it all and the audience can hear it all like <laughs> I
0: don't it think can. that's really that's not really a situation I feel like, being... like that Stevio guy uses because instead of using volume to mix he uses filters and he apparently I've read that he's like he uses like low pass filters so you can sort of bring in drums and almost just kind of Listen to yourself. If the rumbly rhythm that's coming in yeah. is going to gel, like almost if you're, you're paying more attention yeah, than yeah, your yeah, battered yeah, yeah. audience, then yeah. you might <laughs> get away with that. Like, like, that's quite a good idea. But yes, queuing is also yeah. Just, queuing, queuing, worked went out really well. Um, just depends on like if you're doing things in a techno fashion, it, you know, it's like where are we in the where is the playhead? Where are we in that eight bar loop? Do you know what I mean? If you're yeah. queuing stuff, is like. You've almost got to have like a split personality where you really are paying attention to the output. I just needed to know that it was in shoot. Yeah, that, that, that was my main thing, or that like that you know that was all happening. Okay,
1: um, there was just a, there was definitely a lot of just like I'm not checking stuff. Being
0: yeah, check up. it out, see what
1: happened. Um, got
0: quite a lot of stuff going on there. There, there that, was there that was, that was quite. I
1: wasn't. I didn't make it really minimal. I kind of felt like, you know, the on the arts track at least I could. I had a really nice backbeat mm-hmm. going on. That was just a kind of four to the floor disco beat. But because I'd used all those sounds that I'd recorded to cassette, it just sounded, yeah. the vibe was really yeah, good. Nice. And, and it just like, it just worked really well. And it worked great slow and it worked great fast. So it was just being able to like have reliable stuff that I mm. could bring in when I needed to, um, and
0: then it was all going through
1: the Octatrack. The whole thing was... So I only had a left-right out. Processing
0: into the track as well. A
1: little bit, but, like, not, not a huge amount. I did have... I had the crossfader up, so I think I could, like, make it really reverb-y and mm. spacey if I wanted to, like, make some transition thing. But but all in all, it was it was fun. But I was, like like... I think I mentioned this to you, but Richard Divine was on next. Oh, mate! And and then it was like, At least you and were then on and then it was horrors, it. I think. And then and then That's like Gary like, Newman what? and 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 Nitsereb and
0: like it was a <laughs> on the same stage.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, wow. the, it was a you know Hector had really programmed this sort of very good festival. So everyone yeah, who was there was like, no one was there because their mate had brought them. Everyone was there because they really liked. Yeah. Um, mostly British electronic music, uh, um, but it was interesting, kind of watching Richard because like, he's obviously like he's he's you know he's incredibly talented yeah. and, and 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 got a wonderful ear and he's obviously got the mind to do this stuff. But what I really, really found very reassuring <laughs> was chatting to uh, the band who had uh, played before us. Um, his name slips my mind, but they were a sort of Parisian-based uh, duo, AV kind of duo. Um, they were really great. And they said they were chatting to him, and uh, he was like, oh, man, the patch I've got for tonight, it's mental. I don't even know what's going on in there. And and, and I was like, that, that kind of was like the most relief, because I was like, okay, he doesn't know either.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no idea what's going to happen. You
1: know, and, and he's not just like... This some kind of like bizarre mind who's yeah. just like, it's not like it, who's he's thought, not
0: playing four dimensional hyper chess. No, he's not. <laughs> he's
1: he's just kind of like, and I think like me, he's just found ways of like having a duet with the machine uh, and having the machine spit out just as much as you're putting into it. And and to, you know, to, to, be t- to be honest with you, like to my t- I actually like a little bit more of like a group, and I like his stuff more when he's when it's more musical, it's
0: more like it's more like,
1: what do? he does. Yeah. He he'll, he'll post up these things that sound like a million, uh, it sounds like once like calling over <laughs> contact mics, like, um, th- going through resonators or something like that. But you know, or he'll do these beautiful, very musical kind of like slow jammy yeah. kind of things. And, and I, I, my, I lean towards the more musical aspect of I what he th- does, but I,
0: also. um, What's that? Myself was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I totally know what you mean. But yeah. Yeah. both things like those, where I've seen him do stuff like or well, kind of yeah fast, crazy beats. But then it's always Sometimes amazing. something... Well, yeah, when there's, there's that kind of beautiful bell it. sort of melody in the background of it that just ties it together. Yeah. Then, you know well, sometimes I, he strips go,
1: the beats out. Yeah. And you're actually getting something that you can like... Oh, no, no. There's a bit, bit more it. something that's a bit more of an actual backbeat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was a that was a cool experience to kind of and it was i I, I thought great that like i was I was really pleased that someone had given me the chance to do it yeah, I was kind of pleased it came off well, and it was like, okay, cool, like another thing String to, to the do bow. Yeah, I, yeah. I, and um but actually like I haven't been seeking out more gigs or anything like that, you know, if they come to me it's fine. but I you know do want to. You know, I, I'm kind of keen to try and uh, find new ways of new contexts for this kind of music, or new contexts for, this, especially for modular machines, because I think that you know now that there's all this potential for generative music and generative patches to come along, where well, there wasn't really before. If there was, it was on a computer, and it's not very visually interesting, mm. but. You know, if you build a generative patch, there's a lot of visual feedback that you can get of what's happening to it. And I was talking to an artist about doing installation around um, around Freeze, which I uh, uh, wanted it to be like an AV installation, and that that the audio aspect of it was a sort of self-playing system that you know was on display. You know, uh, you know, as as a piece of art, just like uh, any other um you know i because i, I kind of think that it, you know for it not to be often these things the music is kind of piped in mm. or it's kind of hidden behind a uh <laughs> he's off, he's you know, he's here he comes jackson head. uh you know hidden 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 behind a you know it's just coming out of speakers and it, it's not you know i kind of wanted to put the machine in front of someone and, 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 and hopefully that would be interesting and you know visually interesting as well as like um, you know interesting to the ear as well mm. and i think there's quite a lot of scope for that yeah um and i don't you know it probably is happening
0: somewhere or other but um i kind of want to you know i think more mm. Well like showing the process That's yeah the showing, showing the
1: process showing that like showing that, that i think showing that there is a dialogue going on between like the man and machine it, it, because you know like we're talking about you know talking about his scripts earlier mm. the presenter of the TV show was like you truly are a, a, a wizard, wizard. Yeah, yeah I think TV he actually girl. said wizard uh, so and, and, it, and it's like you're so, not yeah you know that's not that's not how helpful. this is that's about to say that yeah to you know it's not and, it, and it, it perpetuates the the myth of like the, the kind of man on the mountain, yeah, yeah. They, people say, you know, who just who's just and a genius, electronic music, it's just like, yeah, kind of pre thought of everything. And I actually think that is how Aphex does it, as far as I'm aware. Well, like he, he is just a genius, well, because he does, he uses like an MC4 or
0: something, doesn't he? Like yeah, he does on like the analog stuff, yeah, so an like, or, or, like he, or he visibly. uses like quite
1: arcane like sequencing as well,
0: like, no, but. But those things I think are all masterable Yeah he does. He, he does, yeah. But I yeah, think yeah, that the, yeah. you know, as said before with like that guy, it's just like the I think the reality is there is no like what he you know, if you listen to that music, I could I could have a reasonable go at telling you how every sound is achieved and get something very similar. Yeah. What I lack is the ability to just sit there with the blank canvas and yeah. a, as a forward motion actually create that music from scratch. Yeah. It's like the actual techniques for any one aspect of those things are probably are not that complex or okay. No, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. It's simply that you've got the mind to sequence yeah. them and actually hear the music before it's...
1: Um, but also his microtuning experiments yeah. are, are very interesting. And yeah, I thought it was a real bet, shame yeah. that Korg put the micro-tuning stuff in a
0: mono synth. Not the poly. Not
1: the poly one. Yeah.
0: I think we get their, their whole like deal with him didn't happen in time clearly <laughs> amazing though hopefully I mean they just did the prologue as well like why not put it in in that that would be. A I think a, honestly, it's probably not the feature that's selling that. It's too much, I, The majority I, I mean, it's of the audience. Really, it really not. I think it's less than one percent who are buying. Yeah. Microchip is the harsh reality of this conversation. <laughs> I'm
1: but there's some brilliant ones on the on the monologue because I, I got that. It was, you know it's not very expensive. I just thought I'll check the this little, thing the out. The presets like,
0: with the like the, the little asterisks in the. Well, the but,
1: but not like this, the. Preset sounds that he made are great, but the preset scales he uses are sometimes hilarious because he's just like, well, why shouldn't this note be an octave above where it should? be? Oh, it above literally an octave. Yeah, up. yeah. He's like, it'd be like an octave, an octave and ten cents. So you'll just be like, duh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> and and for, you know that's cool for him. Um, you know, and something I, to be honest, can't can't quite get my head around. You know, like I understand that, you know. I understand what's going on but like to kind of compose in that. that manner is is kind of weird um, it's kind of unusual different although it's to
0: do with the band though it is to do with the, it's, like,
1: it's yeah. a the band our um, guitarist though, I was when we were in France over the weekend he was showing me the the FM synth that he's built in Max but he's made it so that each key has a different set of parameters so it's not oh it's multi timbral
0: it's well, like yeah the, the but it's, or or, or it's just or, I, or it just
1: changes all the parameters oh for that key, um but yeah, it's totally not you know chromatic or you know it doesn't conform to any kind of scale, it's just like you no, know, this key makes that sound, and that key makes that sound and and I thought that was nice. really cool right? and like kind of interesting and and you know when you get given a a grid to play melodies on or um. Or even a guitar, you know, coming from a keyboardist, uh, like, back, I say background, you know. I, I've been doing it a lot of enough to have a background, I guess. But, like, I'm a keyboard yeah. player. I'm not really a guitar player, but I can still pick up a guitar and play a melody it. on it. But, yeah. you, you know, just having that different interface means you're going to come up with something a little bit different. Um, so,
0: you know, mm. more of that. Did you try that um, Lyra synth, the Soma Electronics? No, which is I really would love one to. That
1: that, 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 that's the same thing, yeah, isn't it? Sounds,
0: I, I, it, sounds, it sounds exceptional it sounds from what I've It sounds absolutely stunning. Um, um, I really wanted to play I actually, played that, and it was like, that's the best
1: Before thing. Mexico, I was like... Because part of what made Mexico possible was, like, the fee was actually pretty good. Mm. And it meant that I could buy a few modules that oh, would allow smooth. me to play. Like, I could yeah. buy that mixer. Right, right, uh, right. You yeah, know, so. That would allow me to play live uh, in a way that I couldn't before. And it, like, doubled my track inputs so, like, mm. or, you know, it, it really increased what I could do. Because I had a, the dub mix, the gel dub mix yeah. before, which is it's great. It's just a great little mixer. It's just like it was four channels. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, it's not, I needed more. Um, but, yeah, uh, but yeah I did I was uh, tempted Is to buy the Lyra
0: toys? it's not a lot of money really it's like, not that it's expensive like, yeah, and it sounds
1: great And I love the fact that it's just like Free
0: what tuning, is it? Is it eight or four? They make it, a there's two. There's they a four it and there's an eight. And then there's like you double you have to bridge the contacts of two little metal plates to hit a key and yeah. each key is freely tunable. Yeah. And it very much is not quantized. Yeah. yeah there is yeah, no yeah, stepping. Yeah. So. You, yeah, you just like you just tune it yeah, by ear don't Tune you? it to by ear to a scale and it's uh, and it, from what I understand, because I didn't really understand it <laughs> was <laughs> that it was, you know, there is a effectively, it sounds like a kind of Troutonian, a Morgan, or a Nova chord or yeah, whatever. But it's strapped strapped to a delay network, where mm. it's, it's doing lots of weird cross-feedback, and just then resonating out this kind of these big... Oh, no, is it time. doing that? So it's kind of like a simple synth engine, very much married to a a delay effect that is what is giving it so much of its and is
1: there crosstalk between the different yeah, voices I, I mean that's, i, mean I do not that. Not sure. not yeah cross I'm talk sure or, or
0: maybe races. just the delays crosstalk and so when you get enough stuff going on it all just mushes but the, like he um, I was talking to him and he's done like a Eurorack module which is just the delay section he oh. says yeah, which is the huge contributing factor to the sound of the machine
1: I can't wait so yeah you can just get <laughs>
0: put that put rings through that basically and you've got like your own little Little oh, mini. Oh, I'm alright. actually yeah. okay? um, I'm going to ask one last, one, okay. one singular and final <laughs> question, which is um, future, future music technology. Go. What is? Oh, what is, well, it's, yeah. but that's also it's a shitty question. No, it's no, 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 like, no. no but it's I, like I, what is? I, I, I love that, I love that thinking question. about but what is it? Um,
1: well, I think, I think we've already covered yeah. some aspects of that, and I think we'll see more and more of that come out I think we'll see more and more kind of algorithmic and machine learning and artificial intelligence stuff popping up in
0: and we already come up with music. the idea of having the drummer that the drummer software that listens to you and improvises yeah based on what yeah. you actually
1: or that kind of is you know that is musical so you kind it's of, kind of need thing you could
0: do with like machine learning you know where they teach, yeah. a, teach a machine to know what cats look like and then they can <laughs> yeah. catify any image like
1: <laughs> yeah I don't even think it would be that hard but yes yeah, that I think that stuff will start to come to fall I think we'll I think we'll start to see more unusual interfaces, um, you know, ways of just playing. You know, we're already seeing that with like Rolly and Mm. and the Lindstrom and and things like that. Like MPE's got to become industry standard at this point. It's completely bonkers that it isn't. Do you need to go out? it wait
0: time. It's all Happy, happy coming.
1: You really actually know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think MPE's got to become an interesting standard uh, Ableton has to stick it in there it's completely bonkers how you've got to do it is that
0: now. just so you can interface with Roly because it's like beyond boards, I'm not sure what um,
1: it's good for well them. there's an instrument but I can just see that kind of polyphonic expression stuff just because it, it's so much more expressive than what you can do now you know aftertouch is like it's shit mm. basically like it, 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 it's it pretty much or, it's pretty well. much on or off yeah. aftertouch you know I
0: know you can but it does depend on the key. Yeah, not it, all key beds are does,
1: It does depend on the keyboard bed, but it's not, it's not the bad. super expressive tool that we all want it to be made. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I think, you know, we'll start... I think I, who was... Someone was working... The guys... Is it, is it, is it the guys who did the... Syn, is it guys from Sinton?
0: Well, they made, like, they, the and, Yeah, yeah. Like, old, they, like, Fre- are they at French... I think it's French. It? I, they, uh, I think they like might be French. They, yeah,
1: they made that really kind of obscure, hard to find synth. But they've come out with a new keyboard, which looks like a keyboard
0: but is MPE. Has up down as well. Yeah, on on the on it's the on the, the not, keyboard. I think you can like lay over a keyboard to like over each note to sort of add that. There, I think there might be some extra thing, but you know
1: you you for this stuff to really make sense. I think you need consistent instruments. You don't want to be like layering something over your Moog and then plugging it in there and then trying to get the MIDI CCs to work. And okay, MIDI can't handle it enough because it's only got 127 steps and this is working in like thousands of steps and, and all that stuff. And it's just, so it's got to be an instrument for Mm. it to really be like part of the instrument and for it to be an expressive, um, and kind of like really playable sense. So, so in terms of you know keyboard sense and things like that, I, I I can really see that coming off.
0: Um, Do you think that uh, the timbral change that a human hand can employ I, is that that's what? I, I, well, well I, I, I don't I don't know if that is like the major focus of
1: like future music <laughs> technology. Future music. I, 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 I think it I think it's definitely how things are going, and and, and it is what I want as a player. You know, I, I'm I'm jealous of like. You know, a guitarist, mm. or uh, you know, um, you know, a violinist, or a someone who plays a an instrument which is a lot more tactile than a than a synthesizer. Because and they're jealous of the of, of the, the shit I can do yeah. on on a modular synth, but they don't. You know, they don't. You know, because they think it's like. I suppose it both. It, it all comes down to just spending time with your instrument and, and, and becoming skillful with it. Um, but you know, I. I I did some R and D for Verily before they put out the first Seaboard, and I think they I think the the idea is that they, that they, 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 you know what they're doing is wonderful, but um, it did it just did not work well with anything that I wanted to use it with. Um, it didn't it didn't play well with anything like that, um, and I I'm kind of forgetting where I'm going with this right
0: now, <laughs> but uh, it's just. Um, but yeah, future of music tech, is it, 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 it
1: I, I just, I, 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 what, no, what it, what it was actually, what was I was going to say was that like, I very, very quickly got used to doing that on a keyboard mm. or that, and I'll still do it now. It did not, it, it, it took all of like an hour or something yeah. for me to suddenly think that like, well, if I want the filter to go up, why shouldn't I just be just able to do that? Hands. Or if I want a little bit of vibrato, why shouldn't I just be able to do that? Um... So I think that's got to become a big part of it. I like to think that eventually you'll see more brain into interf- like direct sort of brain interfaces. But I feel that's a long way off. Um, just because like a,
0: there's a direct brain interface, isn't there? there
1: is, but it works off. I <laughs> I think it works off some very sort of tenuous control. It's questionable, <laughs> questionable vibes. Just I don't know what you have to do to set. But you know, I I, I don't think it's I don't think it's on realistic to hope. This is going to be... something. David, David is, is David's, back
0: David's doing the Windows first. Ex-Olympian, by the way. Really? Yeah. Um, Heck. <laughs> windows will be done in seconds.
1: Yeah. Looks good for 65. He's 25. Um. Anyway, yeah, he's a... Uh, I, I like to think that there will be some kind of... You know, you must have experienced this as well. The music in your head is so much better than the music than you can make. Because I know
0: what you mean. Do you know like, what I mean? Sometimes I I mean. you can I'm, you could
1: dream up a symphony in your head and and I think that that
0: I very rarely like come up with a melody before I write it. Do you know what I mean? I'm a very reactive musician yeah, in the sense that okay. yeah. I I react immediately to what I'm hearing and then then, then I can put so, yeah. I can conceive of something, but I almost have to do it and hear it. it's like being a sculptor or something. You know, you've always got to like half well not necessarily our sculptor words, but half craft it and be like sort of... I like, I like, like to think about you know, it like sculpture as well. Yeah. You know, you're chipping away at something. It's, and you're well, it's like something. looking at a cloud and going, you know, eh, it kind of looks yeah. like a dog. <laughs> yeah. And then if, actually if I did this and I did that, it would look more like a dog. And yeah. then it's, <laughs> it's that sort of, that's how I make music. I don't, I can't sit. But With that said, actually, like, you know, I was playing with an iPhone, there's an app that I'm playing around with and I'm making, I'm almost like making an EP with just doing jams on this app with nothing, it's just one synth. What, what app is it? It's called Zin, uh with an X. Okay. Zin, Can I, can I, yeah, look yeah, yeah. Um, and it basically, what's cool about that is it's got, um, if you oh, no, play. Uh, Every note is in scale. Yeah. And it's just strapped to a little poly synth engine. Yeah. And then you can also do like um, Game of Life. You know, the game oh, of yeah, life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Conway's Game of Life. <laughs> yeah. You can turn that on. And That's it will, brilliant. And you know, it'll do Game of Life. But you can hit record and just record like, you've got like filter. If you come in, you've got the Game of Life constraints. And then you've got like LFOs. Really simple synth engine. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. But I, I, it's I, got delay and reverb. And if you just put tons of delay and reverb, it pads it out into a. Almost like Catarina Katia, Katia, Barbieri esque sort of track, yeah. where it's just you just make music on that. But that, there was one loop that I came. up In fact, that one where I can, I had a, a weird Daft Punky vocoder part, which is fully formed in my head. Yeah, and I've I actually never had that experience ever making <laughs> music. But I, I literally I forget about it. I load up that that little loop, that one, and yeah. hit play, and it, it, it's instantly back. I'm like, right, well. When I get home, I will actually do it. Do it. That's the
1: only time that's ever you happened. Ha- you have to do it because I had a, a like a gospel track in my head, which would come and revisit me oh, like nice. every few months. Nice. And every time I it kind of like floated to the surface, I would go like, "That's well, quite good, then." I, <laughs> I really should record it and. And it and the last time it happened, it just and it hasn't come back mm-hmm. since. And it came back like four or five times over yeah. the course of a couple of years. Did you not like hum it
0: in or how do you do I that? Think like, I, do you, I do you think I I think I might
1: I think I might have, de- but it was definitely like it was a harmonic thing. It, but it was very yeah. very clear. Yeah. Um, and I would love um, some kind of I'd love some kind of machine that just.
0: <laughs> you just, extraction like, you just, tool a few
1: diodes here and it just like <laughs> and it just kind of maybe got out some weird could could it it could, like, look, it could be like and
0: it. it'll bring you out the MIDI data or something and you'd be like, so, like something like, I mean there's got to be so
1: much noise <laughs> within the brain you'd have to become an extremely meditative sort of calm human to be able to focus so clearly on your idea but I do get this thing sometimes where you're like there's an idea in my head which I which is beyond me to mm. realize and I I wish I could realize it uh, and if there was some some tool some way of, of that happening that would be wonderful. Um, I hope modular just gets weirder and and, and, and more wonderful. I I, might, I, yeah. I I you know when I got into it it was like it was like what oscillators are you going to get yeah. and what filter are you going to get and what sequence are you going to get? And everything was like in reference to an old yeah. synthesizer. Yeah. And now no. uh, it's blown up. It's and very I much actually, its own thing. It's I
0: started like, a contentious thread on muffwork I don't know. <laughs> uh,
1: asking if that if there had been is there had we experienced a period of great innovation within the modular world that had had, had kind of petered out a little bit
0: have we, have we hit peak modular
1: well well just it seemed like there was an awful lot of very exciting ideas coming out within the modular realm that i hadn't really seen before and i'd see them in plugins and stuff but i don't i don't mind using plugins but i, I prefer a lot more to use a physical object mm. um and, and and actually someone pointed out it's just because Mutable Instruments haven't really put anything out for a year or so <laughs>
0: and then as soon as very disheartening to any other manufacturer yeah well, as soon
1: as Mutable Instruments then put out then because he went through a little splurge didn't yeah. he he put out a few comes in threes um, he put out he put out marbles plats, and uh, was there another one was it come out? Is there, um, is there another marbles, one marbles plats, and stages oh yeah, yeah. the stages stage. I haven't tried stages yet stage is very good I wouldn't yeah. I, I mean I I there's not one
0: it's, module of theirs that, uh, uh, that I would love to own. Um, I mean, I, I, what I would say, like as a counter to that, is like is is like that that dude Stevio. If you looked at what his rig is, I'll send you a link to one of his videos where he, what he exemplifies is the fact that what's amazing about modular is the fact that if you stop buying the kind of like complex instruments and you just buy the basic building blocks. Yeah, but it's up to you to create your own dream sequencer. You know, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. nothing at all that stops you creating a sequencer where you've got like a keyboard input device and you can just play in the notes that you want to become part of the scale. It will go into a scale memory and then it will. Marvel does that. Yeah, well, it does it so, Yeah, very, it listens in. And it can, i was it can very, very impressed
1: with yeah. that. Yeah, that's true.
0: Your but it's it's that idea that you, if we, it's almost because I'm the same and I, I have I have. You know, you, you start to get obsessed with the big modules that do everything for you. But I, I'm constantly trying to remind myself of going the opposite direction and thinking, well, if actually, if I think on a high level or the low level about the functionality that you want it, to, what, what in a magical world would it do for you that it doesn't? There's probably a way of making it do that with existing modules, you know. <laughs> it's the whistling
1: what is, what is you can that? hear this like whistling
0: in the oh, distance oh there is a little bit
1: we yeah. got, got freaked out the thunder of the other day I mean you're 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 right no, I mean, and, no. and like um, you know Madlib making beats on his iPad because he doesn't he's got kids now and he can't make it to the studio so he's just got an iPad and he's just making beats on it you know he's like it's not about your gear it's about your equipment about your ideas mm. um, I was about to say equipment it's, not about, your equipment, it's, it's not about your gear. It's about your equipment. <laughs> it's about your ideas, and and, and that is like a hundred percent true. And 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 kind of what I was getting at when I was saying that, I, like, I had to, you know, if I'm just away with my computer and I want to make something, well, just do, do it. it. And like, yeah, you might you might spend ages like tapping notes into a piano roll, but like, you know, mm. just do it, and it's cool. And like. Um, and that's kind of been a, a a kind of slow realization over the years. Um, but the, it, it, in terms of the modular stuff, I like, yeah, you're right. You can, you, you, you probably can get through all the, you know, you can buy small building blocks to build more complex, you know, patches. And I saw someone the other day
0: asking if, uh, if Grids was cheating. <laughs> Huh. People, people, people ask yeah, these questions, very, you know, very like, question I think, it's like, it's fully formed what comes out of
1: it. But, but, but it. but that's not, for me, that's not what it's about. And, like, um, I had this conversation a lot with my guitarist because he builds and, and now programs much more than he plays. Um, so, when, you know, he, he was building pedals since, since I've met him, um, and he's got very good at it as well. He, he, he makes stuff that, um, Kevin Shields from My Body Balance oh, would be like, how did you do that? And can you make me one, please? <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, I keep on telling him, he's like, you've got some great designs so here. you should, um, you know, you should start, you know, you should really start getting these out there because, mm. uh, you know, Clearly well, the, I think I think people will do great things with them. Um, but, uh, you know, as, as I tell him, there is a, and uh, Robert Henk, mm. I think, did a whole talk about this. He's like, there's a work... To achievement ratio if you want to, if you want to make music you you don't build stuff if you want to build stuff then go for it like if but he was like he showed a pie chart it was like you know there was the the, the actual slice of making music was like like that like 10 to 15% versus the rest of it which was like building the thing that he had the idea for that would then make the music that he then Mm -hmm. made uh you know and I think he was talking about modular stuff as well he was like this is amazing this you know this whole format is fantastic but you can spend like hours doing something and you won't do anything that's like musically productive and if you just want to tinker around with sound like that is totally fine and I I don't have any problem with that um, at all. But like, at, for me as a kind of professional musician, I, you know, if I get a, you know, if I'm just if I'm just, um, if, I, if I'm working with someone, if, whether it's Horrors or or someone else, or if I get like a pitch through for a film or an advert or something like that, I'll, you know, I I don't need to be building, you know, complex patches. I just like. I just want to be able to be like, well, I kind of need some thing that, you know, having the background would be nice if it was a bit random and I can scale it to that. Okay, cool. And then, you know, like, and then I've got, you know, like, like a lot of the modules I have are self-contained voices and I'm, I'm totally fine with that because it's, it's not about being, reinventing being really, yeah, I'm not trying to like reinvent, I'm not trying to like reinvent the wheel here. I'm just like, I'll, I'll, I'll let this person who's really good at that do that mm. and and actually just try and concentrate on doing or, or, or achieving hopefully a, a good bit of music using those tools. And that's why I get so excited when those tools come out and that's why I'm so not as excited when someone releases a new filter or something like that because you're like, well, it's cool. I, <laughs> I really want that, um, that mum-mate mum filter. Yeah, yeah, mum-mate.
0: The S950 filter. Yeah,
1: I, re- I do really want that. That sounds good. Um, just because I think that is a really good filter in itself. And um, there's a kind of slightly, you know, it's kind of fun, a bit esoteric. You know? And, you know, I had I had an S950 as well. And, in, in, you know, so kind of like the sound of that filter. And also, like, it's one of the reasons Jungle and Jungle mm. Bass sounds really cool. Yeah. It's because yeah. it's got that really yeah. light, oh. uh, kind of filter to it. So, um, so yeah, I I, I just think um, I guess it's whatever works for you. But I, you know, I, I tell my guitarist all the time, I, I wish he played more guitar, uh, <laughs> uh, and just because I think he's a really good guitar player, and yeah. he kind of does. Don't he, forget he, it, mate. He does listen. You know, he does listen like occasionally, but then like he synth engines. But yeah, but then he comes up with these wonderful ideas, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, maybe we've all got our. Purpose, you know, uh, and, and
0: probably keeps him fresh enough so that when he goes back to guitar, he actually enjoys it. So, he's well, it's like weird, he'll go back so to the
1: guitar and learn kind of uh, bluegrass picking techniques, and you're like,
0: actually, <laughs> how is this? So, you know, a band we're in, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but still, that's how you just go, and how bands evolve, right? But maybe he's, you know, but the you know sometimes they do, itself.
1: you know, they, they, these things find their way in there. Um, so, yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah, I hope that covers. That's it. Covers That's the everything. there's one more questions. <laughs> well, thanks
1: for thanks for having me on. <laughs> thanks for coming, Tom. Thanks for hosting us. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming to my yeah. mom's flat. Yeah. yeah, it's not my tough not here. my place. No. I don't
0: understand. this. Checks are rolling. In. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, music's good. It's <laughs> like the old days. It's not. It's, it's it really, is not. really not. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> well, thank you. Cheers. That's all. Thanks very <laughs> much. <laughs> um, Stop. that is he Lord Thomas of Furs and <laughs> please have a look at the episode description there's a billion twillion links to things that we talked about in that um I don't know. Do I have a like a thought to draw from all of that? A very long conversation. I don't know. I don't except to say that you can apparently be in a successful band and still be sound and a humble and a nice dude. <laughs> Do you know what I mean so yeah he's most certainly that and, and just interested in really cool stuff I'm sure that if we met again there'll be a billion other things to talk about which is great so yeah check out Tom's stuff uh, he has an NTS show he does every month uh, he's on Twitter Tom underscore Furs uh, he's got his own albums, There's a bunch of stuff Interludes which is now been wrote all on the OP1 actually which he borrowed from his brother and obviously he's in this band called The Horrors so you might like to check out all of their back catalogue tons of really good music obviously and they play live loads so you will have the opportunity to see them and should and they are a good band they are an ace band in fact so thank you tom cheers for your time and especially to your mother and your stepdad uh, for allowing us to intrude uh, or me to intrude in your flat uh, his flat their flat um and that's pretty much it one other thing that i wanted to sort of Just highlight was I got an email from someone and you may recall last month after we talked to Scanner, I posed a sort of challenge at the end of the episode, which was record your loved ones. And that could be your parents. It could be a friend or anyone who is very dear to you is make a recording of a conversation between you and them because you will not have the opportunity one day. Uh, You might go first, but they might as well. Um, So... (laughs) Interestingly, and well, fantastically, there have been people who have been doing this and have been written in. And I wanted to just read one of these um, because it's just very heartwarming to hear that people, someone has done it. And I'm, it's just so bloody valuable. So this is from Preston. In some weird serendipity that my parents happened to be visiting the weekend after I heard the scanner episode, I asked my dad if he would be up for telling some childhood stories and i recording it. Doing this has crossed my mind in the past. My friend Ed has tapes and tapes of his dad telling very strange yarns, but I always thought it might be awkward for some reason. It wasn't at all. We all really enjoyed it and laughed a lot. My parents are pretty private, so I won't go into detail, but it included tales of air raids, national service, my grandparents' chip shop and being mistaken for a burglar. So thanks for inspiring. He's 83 and we have a two-year-old daughter so it's unlikely that they will have a huge amount of time together. Not to be morbid, he jokes every year that he won't be around next year and has been doing so since he was about 65. So yeah, I thought I was pretty nice. Preston did it. You can too. Get your recorders out. Record a meaningful conversation. And with that, once again, i you. Thanks.